G Money. Yo. What's up, man? What's good? What's we good? back. We back. We back. How you feeling? My, feeling good, man. Feeling marvelous. You don't look too comfortable. You all right? That shit. I look too comfortable? Yeah. I feel comfortable. You said you had a new uh, blog that you was doing called uh, Battle of the Latenesses. That's what, that's what we're doing? Uh, that's what you said to me, <laughs> man. You see, and, and I, nah, you said... You said you were gonna um check the check the cameras and everything to see how much time I've been late. I was like, all right, yeah, you gotta battle them. You see who? Can, who can yeah, you said you came with the title. I wasn't even thinking that. Let's do it. You ready? No, I ain't ready. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna win by margin. I'm, I'm, I'm always. How you doing, man? Cooling, cooling, man. Everything good. What the hell you got on? What's up? What you mean? I Listen, like you know, that. I, see, cold sign. Feeling comfortable, it. man. Shout out to number one drive. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Number one drive pick. Uh, supplying you with this this nice, uh, comfortable, full. Ensemble right here, you know what I'm saying? Got the joints on, on the on the string. What is that supposed to be like? A race outfit? Nah, this is like sports. This is yeah, that too. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you know we guess things would be talking, man. I know, I know, but so why you communicate? So you want me to tell him chill? You want me to tell him be quiet? So you you, you, yeah. you, you encouraging him? <laughs> you can see he laughing. So you encouraging him? Uh, he's, you know, <laughs> stop trying to hype him. He's dude. an OG. I can't the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? the OGs. Yeah. Nah, but shout out to no one draft pick, man. Shout out my man Heavy one time the whole team. Uh, supply me with this with this night and the whole team too. I brought I brought a shirt for uh, Michelle and uh, nice, you guys from basketball. Finally get a shirt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, wow, the whole team man. supplied and like this is comfortable. This is a nice joint. You work out in it. You know what? Wow. I'm saying go to the gym. Get your little. He's a runner. He's yeah. a track star. Yeah. He like, gonna let it wait, hold on, again. Hold on. Uh, Excuse me, guys. So, why are you fr the guest is not supposed to talk until we introduce them? Why are you man, why, man. why are you encouraging that? I because they, you know it's the OGs, man. I can't talk to the OGs like that, man. I don't you know can't how. do that. You, you, I can't. Nah, no, I can't. No, them. Nah, I can't you, do you, you, you set it in the windows and tricks and traps for them to speak. Nah, but he said like the outfit, so <laughs> might nice. might, might, might get my little suit or something, man. You know what I'm saying the weekend was all right. Week was cool, working DJing a little bit. You know what I'm saying back in DJing. I've just I've been. You told us you took a break for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, COVID in the beginning took a little, you know. You still got it? Out. It's still there, man. It's still there. I think so. <laughs> G-Money! Yo. Episode 191. Nigga, Nigga we, we made, made it. it. We got a special guest. Woo. Jersey in the building. Oh. His friend is real comfortable. Look, my man yeah, is already, yeah. he already, he already two hours in the show. <laughs> G! Powerful. Okay, okay, okay. Round of applause for my man. Maxwell Melvin. Yeah, 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 Welcome, yeah, man. yeah. Peace. Yo, I'm glad to be here, bro. I'm glad to be here, bro. Glad to have you here, man. Appreciate it. No, really, it's a beautiful thing to be here, bro. Really. Appreciate it. You know, I haven't been in a lot of shows. When I say it's really to be, glad to be here and honored to be here, I'm honored to be here, bro. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Introduce uh, your friend right here for us. Uh, this is my friend. This is uh, uh, known. He's uh, actually an electrician. <laughs> Uh, this is my man Johnny Electrician, you know. Johnny. You know, uh, we, all, we all from the hood area out in Maple Shade, and uh, you know, it's, you know, we pretty close and stuff. Man, Johnny interact, and we do a lot of things different together. We do different work and things. He does uh, community work sometimes. Uh, go to some of the community centers and different things, and assist in the electricity when they're having problems and different mm -hmm. things like that. Also, nice. How you long know? you knew Johnny for? John knew Johnny for a few years, you know. And uh, how long Johnny knew me for? Johnny might have known me longer than I've known him. Mm, so, but you know, but yeah, but I've known Johnny for a few years, and I, I think Johnny's a, a pretty decent guy. You know, why are you so comfortable over there, Johnny? What's up with you, man? You, you all right? What's good? I was about to get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah, I like this guy, man. Yeah. I like this guy. I just want to thank. Thank you for letting us come up tonight, man. Um, I know Max. Like I said I know Maxie. Oh, he was I, happy I, I about that. I've been out Maxie for a long time, man. Um, 
Talking to Mike, talking to Mike. Sit up and talk Honestly, to Mike. like, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing, I'm a white boy, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna hide that. And people think I'm Jewish and all this and stuff. And, and it, it, it sucks right now, man. It sucks. Understood. We appreciate you coming up here. Thank you, man. Thank you. Max, you yeah. um, you said you've been trying to reach us for a while and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and and I had cammed you up on a live, and you know you had expressed that you've been trying to reach out to us, and what was the first thing or episode or that got you in tune with the whole movement of Flip the Script? I can't say the, the exact uh, episode or tune, but I've been watching for a while. I'm not gonna say I watch each time because I watch a lot of things. I'm, I'm pretty much busy major- majority of time mm-hmm. doing different interviews and different things. And, you know, I don't know, just like this one, you know, just like, at some point I just got fed up, man. Look, I'm tired. This dude just ain't seeing me, man, or hearing me or nothing, man. You know, I didn't hit him up on how many times and he said nothing, you know. And then, you know, you know, it just gave me a little more, you know, and then eventually, like, like without even hard, 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 hardly trying anything, like, and then you was like, what? Oh, you did? I said, yeah, bro, check it out. No, I don't recall this and that and that. And I had DM you pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know you you checked it out. I said, well, you know, well, you might not remember what this is what it's about, bro. And that was the most important thing to me, what it's about. And, uh, and observing your episodes and different things. And like I say, you know, you play a lot of jokes and different pranks and different things out in the streets and stuff. But that's got nothing to do with what you actually doing, what you represent, what you stand for in the community, and the serious issues that you do address. A lot of others might not see it the way I see it, but I see it as that because I'm a pretty much serious guy and I try to do what I can do community-wise and have been doing it for about the last 40 years. Mm. You know, I'm far from perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect or anything, but I do a lot of things and, you know, you know, whether I'm in, I'm in Queens a lot. When I hear that Queens name, I'm at the Queens Library, you know, me and uh, uh, Ralph McDaniels. Ralph, my man. Me and Ralph is like, you know, Ace doing Kung Fu, you know. <laughs> he been around, you know, from the beginning of day one since That's I, fun. you know, did the videos and stuff back in the Ralph and Cheryl McLeod was one of the first ones that came up into the penitentiary Warwick prisons. Mm. Me and Ralph uh, McDaniels had that uh, relationship for about 40 years. And, uh, you know, I've come out to the Queens Library many times on Merck Boulevard and uh, did many uh, presentations in reference to criminal justice issues and social justice issues and helping the brothers coming out and things that the Queens Library and Mark Boulevard had to offer the community and right. things that the Queens Library offer a lot of things that a library and a lot, a lot of other states and communities don't even offer, free of charge. That's a fact. Uh, and I was stunned by that. Like, what? And I was, like, feeling some type of way. Yo, I'm over here from Jersey, and I shit don't even be offering that. Like, Queen, come on, man, what's up with that? Yeah. And I felt that the people over there need the same thing and stuff, you know? And like I said, I felt that Queens, they offered a lot. And they, you know, just, I don't know if like Queens itself know how many libraries actually come up under that one umbrella umbrella library. It was yeah. about 100 and some libraries come up under that one Queens one on Merck. Mm-hmm. Just the main one. A lot of people not familiar. And the work that, you know, they do over there, Ralph McDaniels, and going into prisons and introducing brothers to all the things that's available. And it's, those types of things I wanted in my community over in New Jersey. Right. You know, I'm not even in Camden, New Jersey, but still I wanted those things for that community where it was much needed. The same thing because it was serious things and programming different things. So, you know, I've been around for a while, you know. And, you know, I served, you know, a great amount of time in prison, but I served about 33 years in prison. You know, myself, you know, I'm, you know, moving up in there in age, 
slowing down a little bit, medical reasons, you know, and, uh, you know, I ain't got no problem with self-disclosure, whatever it is up here, anything to talk about. Like I said, um, uh, Brother uh, Queen Smith right here, I just thought he was very fair and impartial is what made me pay special attention to him. That, you know, he play all the games you want in the world, but when I'm going to bring it to you and it's raw and it's serious, mm -hmm. I'm going to give it to you the same way. You know, and, and he did. And that's that's what my interest was. If I needed a platform or something to really be out here and put out here, if anybody was to do it, you know, it would be him. And I know we sometimes compete, people compete in different things, but and it was, I don't want to do no comparison, but there was someone else out there in the community that's kind of similar does it like he does. You know, I'm not throwing no names out there because I don't know mm. you can. what they what's the name. But you can, though, if you feel anybody. His, what's the name? I think uh, Hassan Camel yeah, is a fair and impartial brother. And when he does it, I think these are the two in the line of what they do in the community. They are fair and impartial, and they're going to dig deep, and they're going to keep it real, and they ain't going to bite their tongue with nobody. Y'all want to be waiting outside with, uh, you know, whoever and whoever. Y'all be out there, but I'm going to say what I got to say and what we need to say was needed. <laughs> so that's one of the things that I'm going with was real because I'm trying to be real. I am real, and I'm going to deal and dress what I need to dress with real because we got a lot of people out there clout chasing and all that, and I don't think that's what this is about. No, I don't think that's what it's about because y'all putting too much risk out there to be clout chasing, number one of the things that y'all dressing and saying. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely putting a lot out there. So I said, I, some things that I need to say and want people to know what I'm available to do and what I want to do in the Senate, they're going to be the ones that I want to get it to. You know, so that's how I came in contact with uh, uh, Brother Queen Clip right here. <laughs> you know, and um, I, you know, and I done been on some of the greats from 2020 to, I don't know, I, I name it from around the world, the Japan, the Hong Kong, the Wong Kong. Ping pong. I didn't been to all of them, bro. But you know, I'm saying I still feel the respect. Still feel the respect to come here and pay homage where it's due, bro. Nah, that's real. Thank you. You know Thank what I'm saying? I, and I mean that when I say that. I say this from my heart. Mm. I'm saying I say this from my heart. I ain't got nothing. I ain't cloud chasing. You know, I know, I know fame already. Even under my circumstances of 33 years, I'm not serious fame, bro. But I, will, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I would love having fortune. But I'm not seeing fame. I've been on every TV station around the world, bro. Yeah, we see, I see. Right yeah. from the bars of prison. So I'm not searching for anything of that Probably nature. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not searching for anything of that nature or anything like that. You know, I'm right. for real about what I do. You know. So speaking about real, right? You know, before the show, you spoke a little bit about a situation that that just happened. Yeah. With, with your family, you, yeah. you mind talking about that on the show? Absolutely. <clears throat> well, since I was preparing to come over here, mm. not knowing exactly where this was and everything. I didn't have a chance to really dig into the details of it, whatever, but I know that I made a commitment to come over here. Mm. And I know that the majority of my focus was to still get over here. And, uh, you know, I tried to get some detailed information, and I couldn't really get any exact information because, again, I was focused on getting where I needed to be. Right. I felt that y'all took the time to get me over here, and I know it's not easy. I know there'd like to be a lot of people be up in here. It ain't just happened like that. I already know that. And I say, I'm going, you know, go ahead and, you know, I'm going to have to dress that in the ways that I can, when I can, but I'm going to get to where I need to be tonight. But, I mean, tell the people. For those who don't know what happened. Actually, uh, my, my, my. Put the, put the water on the floor on the side. My, my niece, uh, my, my niece was actually uh, shot tonight. When my niece was hit by a bullet, straight bullet. Wow. I don't know exactly what the circumstances are or anything because I haven't had a chance to talk anyone, 
with anyone. Only thing that I know, I, I actually viewed it on Facebook and some of the other family members had no knowledge of it. And I know I needed to get over here because I had made a kip commitment to get over here to Queen Flips and y'all. And, and my man didn't really know Johnny right here, didn't really know where he was going or where we was going. Mm -hmm. We had to focus on directions and all that stuff. And that was most important to me at the time. Not that that wasn't important to me, it was, but there were, the doctors were operating everything, but what could I do at the moment? Right. So the most important thing that I can do is get to where I need to be tonight. And as a result of what happened tonight, when I eventually find out the circumstance, that same thing that happened tonight might be able to save some lives so that it don't happen to the next person's child out there or whatever. And once I find a circumstance and share it with y'all, it could, you know, be uh, something preventive and happen to the next person. So who was mad at you? Was somebody mad at you? You stated that you might feel that. No, I had uh, two people said uh, that they thought that I should have uh, returned you know, where you need to be right now. And if you choose not to do it, if I were you, you know, I would head home. They weren't family members or anything, but I think what I would do right now, I would head home right now because of what happened just now in the circumstances. And I said, no, I don't think that I need to head home because of the circumstances right now. I need to go on and dress what I, I need to dress because what I need to dress and as a result of what happened could be preventive also because I'm not a doctor or anything. I couldn't change what happened in circumstances or anything to change tonight. I couldn't change that. Mm. But what I could change was the possibility of what happened to them happening to somebody else tonight and get to where I need to be. So I'm all right. Mm. Not saying that I'm comfortable with what happened, but I'm all right. I'm going to get to where I need to be and do what I need to do. She's alive and she's just yes, yeah, yes, ab absolutely, absolutely, exactly. absolutely. Um, so you know, before we get into uh, the jail sentence, we yes, like sir, go, we like to go back a lot. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Uh, and, and myself, we like to go back <laughs> and hit certain points. So, take us back in your childhood, like back, back, back. When you were younger, yes. Take us on that journey. Tell us about your parents, yeah, and stuff like that. And then, you know, well, like to start. You know, well, I'm, you know, I'm gonna give you like my parents. You know, actually, I come from a family of 15, 15. Mm. Mm. and uh, you know, I have a total of uh, fourteen brothers and sisters. You know, my father, you know, is different than their father, but it's really no difference because my father was the father to all. And uh, I grew up, you know. I say with 15 uh, brothers and sisters, and uh, we, we originally from Glassboro, New Jersey, by Rowan University, whoever know where that's at. And uh, it was a little rough growing up and everything, and, you know, and looking back, you know, there was life struggles as usual and everything, and my family eventually moved out of Glassboro, New Jersey, moved up to the city of Camden. And, uh, you know, while living in Camden, Camden, you know, was mostly, uh, mostly background of... Uh, urban, uh, you know, like uh, Caucasian, nice, you know, nice uh, industrial commercial place at the time. Mm. And, um, you know, I, that's where I had grew up in and everything. And, you know, some of my brothers uh, had been in previously involved in uh, the criminal justice system on little minor things and everything. And at some point I became involved in uh, the criminal justice system and law. And the thing that first got me, you know, it was kind of like a joke. It wasn't a joke is what happened. When I tell you a story, it's a kind of joke when I look back. Uh, I lived in North Camden, and, um, you know, that's by the Ben Franklin Bridge, which is right there by Philadelphia. 
And the Rutgers University is right on the other side of that bridge. And I lived on the other side of the bridge, which is in the hood, which you would consider it. Rutgers had these beautiful tennis courts, golf courts, and beautiful grass where all these beautiful people and women came from the community going to school and everything. I like to go over and hang out in Rutgers College and see the beauty. I'm looking from the urban, I'm from the hood. You know what I'm seeing down these abandoned buildings and different things. So, uh, you know, I went over there a couple of times, and the security guard uh, said, didn't I tell you all to stay from over here? And uh, he had told us, don't come over there. And we going through the building, just walking through. So one day I just happened to have my dog with me, and I got tired of hearing him saying, don't be coming over here and this and that. So I had my German Shepherd on it, right? So I was like, I sucked my dog, get him, man. And the dog <laughs> ran after him. And they didn't have guns or nothing at that time. He didn't get me that day. But, like, the following week, I was going to Woolworth Shoe Shop to take a pair of shoes in to be repaired. Mm. And he cornered me. And he took me to juvenile detention. That was my first brush with the law and the juvenile justice system is when he wow. took me in for assault on the police because I sucked my dog on him. And I sucked dog on him because I got like, come on, man, I'm down here looking at the college and the beauty and this and that. And you ain't got nothing better to do. Right. Like I say, you know, I just told him, I sucked the dog on him. That's what happened. And, you know, he caught me the following week. He didn't catch me that first week because he couldn't outrun me that day. So, but he <laughs> caught me that I ain't had a dog. I just had a pair of shoes in my hand, you know. The first time that I went to juvenile justice, man, uh, it was called Lakeland. And uh, when I eventually got down there, I wasn't even evaluating. It just wasn't harsh as I thought it was. It, it was a community saying they ended up taking us horseback riding, swimming at the CYO and all that. And I think that might have been the start of it all. Oh, yeah, that's what y'all doing here. What? You know, so I ended up back there a couple times because the first time they released me to my mother, mm -hmm. you know, from that first incident. And like I said, I got more in a couple more incidents and I got a little more serious things, start hanging out more grabbing to, gravitating towards the streets where my brothers and sisters didn't. But I did. I thought it was cool, you know, the older guys, you know, putting it on, thinking they was the dudes all out there in front of the women, you know, and, you know, showing off kind of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I eventually got, you know, caught up into the, you know, I eventually got caught up into that, I think, and started a certain mindset. And... Um, you know, I had been arrested, some, you know, riding around. We was riding around in cars. Guys started hot-wiring cars. I'm riding around. Because I wasn't uh, uh, mechanically inclined how to hot-wire. So, excuse me. So what eventually happened is, uh, like I said, I got caught up in them things. And, um, you know, it, it, it gravitated more. I started hanging out with the older guys. And eventually got caught up into the drug thing. Mm. All right, hold on, hold on. Uh Big Max, my fault. We got we to slow it down just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Let's right. go back a little bit. Um, let's go back to the, the childhood. You said it's 15 of y'all. Yeah. Which, and, and what order are you? Are you the, the baby I or are you the middle? The, I, hate, I hate the word baby, but yes, I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. Okay, you're the youngest one. The baby. The ba <laughs> Don't call me the baby as in the baby. You know? I would love to beat him right now, but yeah. yeah. This is baby. I was the youngest, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I was the youngest. Okay, you was the youngest. Okay. Yeah. Well, in the household, how was it with, with moms and pops? Mom and pop was, you know, mom and pop was cool. You know, uh, pop, you know, he did his little thing. You know, my pop, you know, he used to like drinking different thing, and mm -hmm. you know, but uh, I mean, you know, they they were all right. You know, I mean, they had their differences in different things because uh, you know, back then, you know, at that time, as we considered the black man or whatever man gonna be him and be what or what or whatever, and my pop was pretty much strict on me and everything, but you know. 
I remember times my pop wanted to tear me up. My mother was like, okay, if you put your hands on that boy, and you going, you know, and you mm. like, go back up a lot. But, you know, at times I wish that he might have, you know, maybe I, it might have, but at the same time, that's right. Straighten you out a little bit. It, but it don't always work well because I ain't seen parents and the best of parents do the best. Right. It didn't work, but, you know, my brothers and sisters, even from my brothers and sisters, everybody all tried to reach out to me well, but, you know, I had, I think they had lost me at some point. And I was out there and, like I said, you know, hanging out with the guys. I wasn't really in no games, but, you know, nothing. We did, you know, we was out in the streets just doing us, you know, smoking our little weed, cutting classes from school and different things like that. Mm. You know, and uh, that was the start of a lot of things. <laughs> you know, and as I was getting older, it was starting to escalate. You know, I noticed I started getting more involved in more serious things. And, you know, getting involved in those more serious things and, you know, I had got, you know, sent away to a place called Janesburg, which was a reformatory, one of the first real reformatories in the state of New Jersey for young adolescents and everything. And uh, <laughs> where you would have thought those things would have deterred me or made me a little softer or something, but it seemed like those things was only making you more harder and because when you go in those places, you had to fight back then because niggas were trying to step up on you, man, and push yeah. up on you. That only, you know, made you a little harder in different things. So I started to get, you know, caught up in those things also, you know. You know, wanting to protect myself. I don't think I was your average, uh, I can't say 400% average hood guy coming out. Because a lot of times guys thought I was, Max was old square and geeky. Not square, but square, mm-hmm. you know, from Delaware or somewhere, you know. Mac wasn't too with it or whatever, and, you know, two dollar minute surprise, so they was ready to put their knuckles up or something like that, and, you know, and then they started, you know, but that's how it was. And, you know, I, you know, like I said, I basically started to, you know, do more things, and I got, you know, caught up into the use of drugs. And when I say drugs, when I just talking about marijuana, I actually got caught up into the use of heroin at a very early age, at the age of 14. Mm. You know, I had got caught up into that. And I found myself sitting up in the judge's courtroom one day, not knowing what was wrong, knowing that I'm feeling ill and stuff. They knew what was wrong. I didn't have a clue what was wrong with me. Mm. I didn't know that I might have caught a little chippy or something, but they knew because at that time I was one of the youngest and they had sent me to a detox program while I was in the youth uh, center arrested, going to get methadone to, for withdrawal symptoms and stuff at the age of 14. I didn't have a clue what was going on with me, though. <laughs> you know, from there, you know, you know, I had, uh, you know, done some time, you know, I had done some time, you know, getting in trouble again, you know, out with the guys, we doing what we doing, getting dough. And to, at one point in my life, it got to the point that I'm hanging out and uh, I get involved in a shooting where I was using drugs and I actually giving someone some money to cop some drugs for me and, uh, you know, dude finagged me out of my money. He got it out of me and... Uh, I was kind of upset. Hey, my dude was upset. We didn't get nothing in return. And you know, I had a friend, you know, I hadn't seen in about three years or something. Me and him greeted every, you know, we hadn't seen every, you know, each other. He lived a different lifestyle, totally than me. He was doing all the right things. I'm out in the streets, this and that. Yo, what's up, dude? This and that and that. And then I was like, seeing the guy pulling up that I had gave my money. So the other dude that had brought us up had a gun on the seat. And I, all I wanted was my drugs or some money at that moment. So when I seen him pull up, no, as me and him was talking, I heard people saying, Max, get the car, the car. The car had reversed in gear on his own somehow. So I run over to the car to put it in gear, and I see a guy pulling up. 
keep pulling up, you know, and then when I'm putting in gear and everything, I noticed my dude had a gun on the seat. And I see dude pulling up, you know, I ran over to him, y'all want my money on my drugs, man. He said, what were you talking about? I don't have them. I told you they beat me. I'm angry and everything else. I wasn't trying to hit that. They beat me. What do you mean they beat you? Dude beat me out of the money. And I wasn't trying to hit that. And, uh, you know, I was like, yo, I want my money and my drugs. He said, I ain't got neither one. He took off running, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, I might have smacked him with it or whatever. He took off running, I fired a few shots. Straight bullets hit it in his bystander, right? I fired a couple of shots, reckless shots. I didn't know anyone had got hit at first. Mm-hmm. The crowd started to come over to me. Yo, hey, what you do that for? Why you hit the guy? He do nothing, nothing to do with it. I said, I didn't mean to shoot no one, you know? And, and learning that someone had got shot, still, I left. Even after learning someone had got shot, because I wasn't trying to get apprehended or whatever, scared and death, didn't know what to do. But a couple of days later, I learned who that was that got shot. And I learned that it was the same kid that I had grew up with that had got shot, the same kid that I knew that was in the community center, teaching them how to box, swim, and all that. So, you know, I said, you know, I'm going to turn myself in. So during the course of that, they apprehended me. So they apprehended me. The family spoke up for me and everything, and, you know, you know, it just wasn't happening. And, uh, for example, the sister, even they even came to visit me, Maxwell. Everybody said that that was you that, you know. But when they was first telling the family, the family was like, nah, that's nothing that my brother could have done. Maxwell would have done that to my brother. That's his best friend. So they understand what had happened. Mm. And, you know, I told him, I said, if, if this is what happened and he got hit by that bullet, that was me that night. You know, and I apologize and everything. Not that it totally made it all right, but it helped ease the pain to know that me and him was all right. No, there's nothing that my brother could have did for Maxwell to do that. <laughs> and so while I was down, though, you know, I didn't just go in and start to just say I'm going to, you know, shape up or whatever, whatever. I continued to be involved in the nonsense and different things that was going on in prison, whether it was arguing with the officers of the prisons and engaging the use of things. And, and you know, while in there, at some point, you know, you know, I just came to the terms and, you know, like, thinking about him and what had happened and what had happened in my life, it's got to be something I can do. All this can't be in vain, man. You know, I'm going to have to do something. Something's got to be done different, man, in honor of him, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because he had none, you know. And so that's when I, you know, got involved with the Lifers Group that was at Rawway. And Lifers Group was better known as Scared Straight at the time because that was just the name Hollywood had gave it you know, to sensationalize it, but it wasn't scare straight. It was actually called the Juvenile Awareness Program. <laughs> yes, man. So we could obviously tell that you do a lot of speeches. Yeah. Because you just told us the whole story, but we don't do it like that. So you gotta, However you want to do it. We got to bring you right back. Well, however, 14 years old. Let's exactly. Moonwalk right back on. Take it back, baby. How did you first get into heroin? <laughs> Uh, well, because I was working and had a little paint job and stuff. I had a brother that I went to school with, and uh, he didn't have no money. And I'm going to introduce Max to this. Max, you know, let's try, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm down and stuff. Because I, I seen, like, you know, all of the females and everything was like, you know, on him and stuff, he had grown up a little bit. And uh, he was like, yo, you got any money? You that? Let's do something. So I'm like, what? Yeah, I want to try. I tried it, right? And from what I understood, he gave me a water shot still, not the full shot. Water shot mean he mix it and water it down and stuff. 
And because I, I had the money in my pocket and stuff all the time, he didn't because he was out there by then. I wasn't. And so that's how I got involved with that. You know? So somebody influenced you he, to do it? He didn't, I can't say influenced me. I can okay. say he introduced me to it. Introduced and you, I, got I, it. I myself had made that choice, not knowing the choice that I made. You're I'm, talking I, to the girl. That's what you're trying to do. Well, I wasn't just about the girl. <laughs> now I want to know about that because, yo, he was the cool dude. Everybody, right. you know, he had grown old and everything. And so that, that's what first introduced me to it, you know, and he had stopped hanging. He wasn't even hanging with us, really. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what introduced me to it. And uh, from that point on, I had got introduced to it, but I knew nothing about habits or sicknesses or anything with that. So you said you was in court one day, and what happened? Your stomach was Well, hurting? I'm in court. I'm in court getting sick. I'm on the bench, crawled up and, you know, curled up and everything. And uh, the court attendants knew it was up. I didn't know, you know. And so my mother had to sign, and I had to go uh, to be treated 21 days for, uh, uh, you know, 21-day treatment while in custody. And I think I was one of the first at that age out of that county. Mm. And because the counselors, they couldn't stand me, man, because I was showing up. Like, you know, I'm walking around, talking to talk that the normal acts do or whatever, and I was allowed to smoke and everything and this and that, and they looking at me like, you know, and I'm just doing me. I'm taking advantage of it, not really knowing what was going on. And, uh, you know, the, but they, they, you know, like, how the hell does he come in here and this happens and this happens and this happens? But the courts understood in the seriousness of what I was going through. I didn't even understand it, you know? So I went through that 20 day, 21 day treatment. What happened at withdrawal? Like, what happened when you went to the. Uh, uh, when, I, when I went to court, I'm on the bench. Not the court, not the court. I mean, when you went to uh, the rehab. Oh, uh, They would take me from the detention center. They would uh, put me in a van. Two of the uh, custodians would take me down to Mount Holly, New Jersey. And uh, we would drive down there, and, uh, you know, they, they would walk me, we'd wait in uh, line, sit outside. They would take me, and. Um, they would take me up to the window and they would give me a certain milligrams of methadone. What? You know, which was only the did same it, as that, really. Did it hurt your body? Like, what did the methadone do? Methadone, it didn't hurt my body at the time. I did a lot of throwing up. It made me more sick and everything. But it, it more so stopped me from going through all those sickness, pains, and different things at the time and withdrawal symptoms. And withdrawal symptoms is very crucial and uh, very detrimental sometimes. You go to do a lot of things uh, with draw symptoms. Mm. You know, so, you know, I continue to go there. And uh, like I said, you know, I, I was just shocked. And a lot of the other uh, young brothers and juveniles and stuff was wishing that they can exactly get what I was getting and wasn't feeling and was hating. They was wish, hoping on that shit, praying, like, how? And they, like, it's like I was telling them a story or mm. something, you know? So that's what happened. Would you there. consider yourself an addict at that time at a young age? Uh, yeah, I have to consider. Looking back now, in retrospect, yeah, I have to consider myself. Yes, I was at that age. Yes, I was. So when you tried to purchase the drugs, uh, were you like a hustler, or you were more on the addict side? Like what? Were I was you? more. No, I think I had become more on the on the addict side. I didn't understand it Got mentally you. what I understood. was doing. Understood. But it was like mandatory that I needed. It. I didn't fully understand it until later in life when I look back. Then I started to understand it. You know. So so bring us to that day. Bring us to the time leading up to you murdering your friend by accident. That's what happened. Um, bring us to that day. You 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 were you were in. The, how old were you at the time? Uh, at that time, I think I was uh, 19 years old. You were 19. Now, before 
you turn 19, you were doing like petty crimes where you yeah. to get, like what, rob, like cars? Yeah, like we robberies. was riding around in cars doing what we wanted to do. Thing, you know, everything was about us, you know. Understood. Just riding around. And like I said, I was more any finding. I didn't care at the time. Yo, Max, come on, Max, jump in, man. What's, who's that? Is, is that my, I just jump in. And we gone. <laughs> and so those are the things that I was, I was doing and stuff, you know. And, um, you know, despite everything that my parents were saying and knowing when I came home what they was going to put on me, hmm. I still, you know, did what I did. So, so you and your friends, you're doing pretty cool, just to get yeah. money to feed your habit. Well, mostly I fed my habit because I was still doing jobs and stuff. Painting. Painting and, and, and lower different jobs. Right now, had, I, had it not happened what happened to me, I believe I would have been a politician because nice. that's where I was at the time. I spent a lot of time. He was eventually, you know, killed. I mean, Major Coxon, Muhammad Ali, all of them down there in Camden, New Jersey. They were politicians. Mm -hmm. And I hung around the campaign offices and I helped do fundraising and stuff at that time. So I believe I would have been a politician. At some point in my life, I might have been, been a dead one by now, but I, I would have been a politician, I believe. So give us... Okay. So... Um, you're moving around, you're moving and shaking, you're yeah. doing what you're not supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. You say that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, honestly, you're addicted to the drug. Can you bring us to what it feels like to be on heroin? Well, I can bring it to the date of having more of an understanding of it, but still at that time, I had no full understanding of it at that time. So you didn't have an understanding of what was the feeling? That you didn't understand the feeling. I, I want to know, like... What does it put in your mind? You know, because, you know, when we, when we yeah. hear about people yeah. that smoke crack, yeah. they tell you that I have to get that fixed. Uh -huh. So I do whatever. Like, heroin, tell us what does that do to your, your mind and body and what did you feel? Well, heroin, man, you're you, you going to go through hell. It's like you're you going to get that gorilla on your back. That gorilla going to beat the shit out of you. You're going to make all types of, you're you going to make all types of uh, <laughs> praise and, and sacrifice. I'll never do it again and everything. Mm. Just not to go through that feeling of sickness, <laughs> your bones aching and different things. You're going to go through hell and you're going to make any type of promise in the world to not feel what you feel. And at that moment when you want that, and people might not believe this and I don't want to minimize anything, bro. And they say they have functional addicts out there, and you have other addicts. Myself, there were certain things, you know, that I just wasn't, a certain line I wasn't going to cross if I didn't have it. Mm. It was a certain line I just wasn't going to cross. If I had to sacrifice and go to that, I wasn't going to do. But then you have others, they call that a functional addict. I don't believe it. I don't believe it, but I'm just giving you a perspective from my observation and learning. Um, I've had times, man, where, man, I didn't pray and wanted to climb that wall and be like like gorilla or something, man, oh, please, forgive me, I ain't going to do this no more because it puts you through hell, the withdrawal symptoms, the cramps, and the feelings, the hallucinations. It puts you psychologically through so much. You go through so much psychologically, you know, from a drug addiction. It so, is, so what makes you go back then if, if, if it's that well, much mate, pain? Because it's actually an addiction and it's deeper than when you understand is what makes you go back. It, your brain has actually been hijacked. Mm. You know, it's, the, the, it's, it's actually been hijacked and it's not as simple as people say drug addiction is just people just want to use. No, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that, dude. It's not just about using. It, it has become much deeper than that. And, you know, it's a serious thing, bro, because drug addiction has caused people 
to cross all barriers, and it's from all walks of life. Drugs addiction doesn't discriminate. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always say, please be careful and stop using before it's too late. Do people want to get the fix to prevent the pain? Do you want to still stay on heroin to prevent the, you know what? the pain? It's a great thing you said that. Some people do it. Some people do it to gain. Uh, some people do it to gain happiness. Some do it you know, to avoid pain. It's two different reasons. Uh-huh. To avoid the pain that you're gonna feel from not getting it, and to feel the happiness and the pleasure once you do it. So it's it's like a twofold. There's no one particular reason, because you don't want to go through that pain and the withdrawal symptoms. You know, I say it's like a grill on your back beating you. And, you know, like people be like, damn, why don't they just stop it? And, you know, mm-hmm. it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. Once your brain has been high, you need that to function every day, bro. Your brain, your endorphins, different things, you had to deteriorate most of them. You know, most of the harm caused by the drug use is irreversible. It's not just going to go back automatically. Mm-hmm. You have damaged a lot of those normal endorphins and different things that make us function every day. You've damaged them, and you need that extra boost from those drugs that's going to push it up just to make you feel normal. What's What about the hallucination part? Uh, can you just bend the mic forward to you? Yeah, when I say hallucination, sometimes you're just sitting around, and you, you're just, you know, you're sitting around and everything, man. And you just feeling, man, hallucination or whatever. You know, you making believe things that aren't really there. You making those things appear there, you know. And you know, it, it, it's, it's sometimes it's undescribable what you go through because it, it's, it's different to each and every one. Mm-hmm. I can describe what it goes for me. I can sometimes also describe what it goes to others, but mostly myself. And like I said. It is uh, the feeling of it, man. It, it, it's just a sad thing, and uh, I just wish that others could understand it. And families, just everybody, just want to brush it off and think that oh, they doing that because they want to do it. No, they're not just doing that because they want to do it. They're not, bro. It, it's deep, you know. Wait, you got some, minute, someone I say, to Johnny? Comment on a couple things, real quick. Sure, talking to Mike. Okay, yeah. So um, I I took courses on addiction, right? So they you said twenty one day program. That don't do nothing. Your, your, your brain don't even start healing yet until 60 days. Oh. Yes. And the methadone clinic is a government-funded program. They want to put people on, but that is worse than the heroin. Why? Well, the way I say why, because the withdrawals that he was talking about mm-hmm. are 10 times worse. They, don't, they last a year. It takes you a year. You feel like hell for a year. Heroin... The heroin, you can get off, you, 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 you lock yourself in a room for five days, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and maybe start feeling better. Now, with the methadone, man, you you, you locked in. You, you, like, you, you suck on for life, basically. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that bad of a, of a withdrawal, and, and it lasts forever. I don't know anybody that's came off methadone, and I know a lot of addicts. Hmm. And I suffered some things myself, too, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I took that I, I took that course at at the Rockers Kin, and it was an addiction course, and I learned a lot about it, man. I know people that have come off of it. God bless them. And it has uh, really deterred them, the uh, deterred their bones and everything, because they're like broke uh-huh. down and bodies and different things. It breaks yeah. them down, man. Yeah. Coming off of that, it's a boxing work. too. Yeah. You were hooked to heroin. Yes, at one time, yes. How did you get on it? Um. 
Uh, I, 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 about 18, I started selling marijuana and um, just led up to ecstasy, going nightclubbing. And then after all that was over, you know, the, the fast money, all that, I was depressed. And uh, I tried it. And some, like he was talking about, like, like, okay, the brain, I might have an addictive personality, you, you might not. You know what I'm saying? So you might be able to do a bag of heroin the next day and not, not need it. Someone with an addictive brain that, like me, that could do one bag one night and be addicted that fast. Mm. And that's how fast it happened. And actually, but I should, let me back up a little bit. Actually, I was put on Oxycontin first because I pulled my back out at work at 24. They told me I was not addicted. I didn't know about opiates. So I did the ecstasy stuff. I, I, I thought people that did that were junkies. I was like, I was a weekend warrior, I guess you would call it, you know? I'm not glorifying anything right now. Understood, neither, okay? understood, understood. And um, the Oxycontin, and, 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 and then what's he done to cut you off that? You, they, they, that's so expensive. What you, what you going to do? You, you go to, to the heroin. Was it hard for you to, the, 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 do you understand what he said as far as the withdrawals? The withdrawals are hard for you. It's, it's cramps in your stomach. It feel like you have to use it. What does it feel like exactly? Uh, all right, hold up. So I, I, I actually got three, three th- my third charge um, when I was 39, no, 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 35, I'm sorry. And I went to a uh, program. I was on Suboxone at the time. And I thought Suboxone, I was doing good, you know? And, um. When I got the program, this is, it was a, a, a faith-based program that we weren't even allowed to take Tylenol or nothing, right? Nine months. I went through eight months. I was still feeling like hell. Mm. Like the cramps. I couldn't even walk up the steps. Like I, like I felt like an 80-year-old man, man. Wow. Yeah, after eight months. So like what's I, the... What's, yeah. what's your best advice for some, well not for someone but like in, in, in your situation at that time like what would, what would be the best situation for you guys to, to, to heal better alright honestly okay first of all obviously never pick up never pick up right. we gotta teach you to never pick up of course but, but, but besides that just just cold turkey man get off the heroin it's only a couple of days the sickness will go, go away you, you put yourself on the methadone and the suboxone it's almost like a lifetime thing it took me eight months to get off that suboxone man that's vicious, man. Eight months of feeling like hell, man. Every day I want to run out of there. Mm. But I knew I was going to jail if I ran out of there. Mm. Mission T is a beautiful place, actually. They don't, t- they don't, they don't take any money. Cause who has money? If you were heroin, you ain't got no money left. What rehab are you going to go to? Mm. You know? So this place accepts you, uh, you know, it with no, no money, no money, nothing. And, and we got to wait for your bed, though. We got to call every day for your bed. Cause there's only uh 20 people in it. They don't take no money from the state. Because then they, then they, what the state got you, then they lock you in. You know? So it's basically all faith-based, I guess you would say. Who got you? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's in Norman, New Jersey. It's right outside of Island, New Jersey. If anybody needs help, it's a great place. So let me ask. Let me go back to Max. Max, so yeah, bring us back to that day. It's okay. Thank you very mm. much. appreciate yeah. that. Bring us back to that day, the day that of this everything that happened before you got you know bring us to that day yeah. walk us through it like you were getting you wanted to get a fix yeah we were, you know i wanted to go out that night actually we wanted to go out you know i wasn't feeling all that you know i wanted to go out so yeah i wanted to get it fixed that day and uh i didn't know who really had what was banging or whatever but i had heard you know one of the people did up in the way 
And I know he didn't deal with everybody. Everybody didn't know him. So, you know, I said, I'm going to get the money to do it. And uh, he said, I'll get it for y'all. So, man, don't do got our money together. We gave it to him. And, um, you know, that's what came up. He came back to us. We, we was at, like, 8th and State. We gave him the money to get it. We waited for him to come back. He came back and everything. He said, man, they beat me, man. They beat me. I'm like, yeah, all right. All right, yeah, yeah. So we pulled down the scene, you know, where we know he was going to eventually end up. At Six and Vine, that was real hot area every now and then. And like I said, by the time we got there, and I had asked, you know, the dude that was doing it, you know, yo, you just saw dude, blah, 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 blah. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, you did? And so when dude eventually pulled up in his truck, I was like, yo, give me my money, my drugs. He said, I ain't got neither one. I told you, dude. I said, no, I don't want money or the whistle. He said, I ain't got neither one. So... I don't know, you know, like I said, doing the car, I had ran the car. I believe I, I, I slapped, you know, swung a pistol at him, and he tore a run. I believe I fired four shots. And a straight bullet hit an innocent bystander. My friend was, was your friend? Yeah, who was coming out the side door of the bar who was just going to get some beer that night. Like I said, he had nothing to do with that. That wasn't even his lifestyle. He just was coming out, you know, the bar. And we had just spoke moments before, too. We just spoke moments before, you know, and... Um, you know, and I didn't know anyone had got hit at first. But I that. did learn, and then I didn't learn who got hit until about four days later. So and, you were on the run? Yeah, I went on the run. Right after that happened, and I heard that I hit someone eventually. I mean, I took off. You know? Don't I, I, I took off. Well, you know, I, I left the scene of the crime. When I left the scene of the crime, you know, I went. And, uh, you know, I got dressed, man. I put on some clothes and stuff. I, I went to my my mother's house. I dressed as a woman because the police pulled up to get out the house because yeah. they pulled right up there. We, they looking for Maxwell Melvin because everybody was like, it was Maxwell that did it. So I put on dress, skirt, and everything. I was going there. It was like knocking on the door. I'm on my way out. We're looking for Max, Maxwell Melvin. I don't know. You have to speak with them, but I'm walking right past him with all this stuff on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So who? I went and put on my mother's clothes. Mom's. Yeah, I put on a, I put on a wig, I put on a dress, I put on some high heels and everything. I don't know how the hell I look. I know it got Yo, me back. That's crazy. And uh, what I did was I hopped on the bus. I went to Philly, you know, got a ride. Went to Philly, and I went, I went, I went to New York. Mm. And I, I just chilled over there for a few days, man, because I had no idea. Of, I had no idea what really happened, bro. When right, I say right. what really happened, I mean, I know what happened, but I really didn't know what happened. I was out of it. Mm -hmm. I just needed to get away. Once you found out it was your friend, then you, you went back yeah, and yeah, yourself in. Yeah, yeah, sure, you know? yeah. And, uh, That's you real, know, man. And it, what it was, man, it, it devastated me, man. It, it tore me apart. You know, it's been with me for most of my life. And like, I, the family don't expect nothing out of me. They ain't asked me for nothing on this and that. And that. Me and the family, we good and everything. And... And, but still, that's not the point, you know what I'm saying? But I said, as this happened, something good has to come up out of this, too, you know? Did the family believe your story? Yeah, my, well, they had no, well, they had a choice. Well, it was the truth. That's, that's what happened because, like they said, no, but like they said, I was so close to them and him. Right. When people were saying Max did it, they were like, nah, my brother couldn't. It's nothing that Max could have did. My brother couldn't have did nothing to Max for Max to do that to my brother. But they didn't understand what had happened. No, you're right. But he just got hit by a straight bullet. He was coming out the bar. And they're right. He couldn't do nothing. They, they did. And not saying that it helped ease all the pain, but it helped to lessen to know that was factual of the way that it happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to, 
you know, I stayed there, you know, with the family. I used to go to wrestling. The father used to take me to Philly. We used to go see Pedro Morales, Bruno San Martino, Andre the Giant, all them back in the day, you know. And, you know, like, I was, man, you know, for a while, you know, it stuck with me. It still stuck with me. But when I say it stuck with me, you know, it, it just stuck with me. I say something good got to come about. This can't be all bad, you know. So, so, so you turn yourself in. Yeah. Were you on the news and stuff? Uh, I was in the newspapers and all. You turn yourself in. Well, I was in the process of it, but in the process of it, they was waiting. They beat me there. And they was right there. You know, I said, well, 11 o'clock, blah, blah, blah. They, was out, they didn't give me a chance. They was like, all right, boom. They came right in, you know. It was supposed to be 11. They came right in. You know, in your house? In my mother's house, yeah. I was on the roof. I was on the roof. I was on the roof, dude. I was on the roof. What you doing on the roof? Well, you know, because I didn't know. I, I was I was turning myself in. No, number one, she, she, I heard some banging, all this banging at the door. And the way they was coming, and I went all the way up on the top roof, and I was looking right down at them as it was coming. You know, like they was positioning themselves mm-hmm. and everything, you know? And they did that, and you know, and then and they you came, know, when they came the in, no, they didn't get all the way up there, you know, you want to come down or whatever, whatever, whatever. So I'm up here, man, I'm coming down. I came down. Mm. So did you go to court? Did you go to trial? I went to trial. The reason I went to trial. What was your defense? Okay, go ahead. It wasn't a defense. I said if that was as a result of X, Y, Z, yes, that was me. And uh, that night that, that happened out there, I was out there, and... Uh, um, to my knowledge, I was the only one finding everything, and uh, if that was my that, yes, that was my bullet. And uh, 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 a person had gave a what do you call it? I forgot. He had made a deal with them to say, well, this dude Maxwell did it. It was during the course of a stick up, and they couldn't do, get me for that for recovering my own money. They couldn't charge me with that. But they had a, a guy that had a secret indictment that had come confront. To try to what's name, but they didn't find me guilty of a felony robbery or anything. Mm. As the guy tried to portray that it was a result of that, not the guys that that even happened to that I originally had a conversation with, but the person saying that it was uh, during the course of that. But it happened because you know, as I said, I was there recovering my money, and it was a new case and legal case out at that time that said you cannot charge a person for recovering their own money with a felony murder and during the course of a robbery, he was there to recover his money, in which I was there to recover my money. Did you, but but what made the, okay, so what was your, def, you didn't have a defense. You just went to trial. No, say, I went to trial that. To say it was an accident? Yeah, I, yeah, it was, it, if it was, yeah, if, if it was a result of my bullet, yes. It was an accident that I, um, yeah, yes, absolutely, an accident. But the jury found you guilty. Um, knowing and purposeful. Now, what, at that time, what knowingly and purposeful murder meant was, if I left the scene of the crime, right, why did I leave the scene of the crime? I'm just asking you a general hypothetical question. Why would you think I leave the scene of the crime? If it was an accident, why would you leave the scene of the crime? That's what you're saying. Yeah, no, I left because the scene of the crime, because if it was a scene, you know, you leave me because it was an accident, they saying you have a certain state of, of frame of mind. You leave to avoid apprehension. Mm-hmm. So if I'm needing to provide apprehension, I have certain knowledge. Yeah. So that's what made it knowingly and purposeful during the commission of a crime. And what during the commission of the crime was me having a weapon itself because I wasn't a licensed person for a weapon. So that made it during the commission of a crime 
where at that time, during 1980, they can therefore charge a person with knowingly uh, killing another person, of knowingly and purposeful, you know, because you shouldn't have had a gun, number one. And, you know, they could charge you with that at that time. Mm. Okay. So the trial, well, how long went the trial went on for? Probably a week or two. All right, and you were found guilty. And what were you sentenced to initially? Uh, 25 years of life. I was to serve 25 years for, for, for being eligible for parole. And um, I served actually 33 years before. What was your family's response? Like, you know, what was, how did your family feel? Well, the victim's family and my family, were we were like family, all of us. And, the, you know, the victim's uh, sister and my sister, the sister, she was, uh, my sister worked as the, uh, one worked in a dental office, one worked upstairs. We, me and him were childhood friends. It was mostly mixing. It, the community and everybody else was more confused and dumbfounded more than we were. They were more concerned than we were because they couldn't understand how y'all still communicating everything when this dude didn't pop your brother. Because they had no clue what was going on, nobody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they still had some emotions and stuff. How could y'all be friends, this and that and that? My sister and his sister still work together. And like I said, we were friends. So that can't play a part in the court? Like if, if, if the family yourself was there and everyone... They were there. They did all that. They, they, they The tried. family... Yeah, they tried. They tried. I, yeah, you know, the family just explained and blah, blah, blah. You know, and no, it, it just wasn't going to happen because there are also laws that govern them books that say X, Y, Z. So me just leaving the scene of crime could have turned it into something different. Right. I left the scene. Therefore, I had knowledge that there would be some consequences as to me firing them shots and what mm-hmm. I did that night. So if you had stayed, then what? It might have been it might have been different, and then they might not have had the witnesses that had secret indictments to get the drug charges lifted off of him. He wanted those charges lifted off him, so he came up with another theory. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, he came up with another theory. And, you know, so, you know, that's what happened. And, uh, like I said, you know, I didn't try to, you know, I, I manned up to what I did, man. You know, like I said, I manned up to it. I was my best friend, man. I manned up to what I did that night, bro. You know? And, you know. Yeah. I don't know how many people that's watching the show right now will, will actually do that for, for, their, for their friend or their best friend or their family. You know what I'm saying? If they committed an accident like that, like would they go back and turn themselves in? I, you know, it, it's hard to say. It's a you know, tough decision. I don't know, bro. I can't say how many would, bro. It, it, you know, it, it's hard when your mind and you thinking, man, wow, I'm going to face X, Y, Z and stuff. I can't say what they would have done or whatever. But there are some out there. I can say there are some out there that genuinely felt the way that I felt that it's, it, it's worth it and everything and someone understands and everything and... It's a lot of time, man. Huh? It's a lot of time, Max. Well, I didn't even think, you know, I wasn't even um, anticipating. I didn't know what they were going to do. I had no clue what they were going to do because, you know, I just had no clue what they were going to do. And, you know, I just had to do what I had to do. I didn't know what they was going to do. You know? I respect that. And, like, to this day right now. Ain't proud of it. You know, I've never been proud of it. Ain't nothing gangsta about me, neither, like. Guys just be like, you know how it is. I don't know if y'all heard. Y'all done seen videos. Guys done in prison mumbling another guy, man. That's what that nigga Kill him, man. Nah, it ain't, ain't none of that. No, nah, I ain't no killer. But you know what Pac said, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. You know, but, you know, there are guys, you know, seriously. 
No, I'm not. I'm I not. I'm, that, I'm not in any way. But there that. are people who can push you to a certain point out there, and you got a lot of bullies out there that think they can just be pushing up on people and this and that. Now you got some guy they ain't have it at yeah. some point. You know, like they're gonna tell you just like Special K, like he's I ain't having that, Jay. They ain't gonna have it. <laughs> they want to show off all in front of their people, and they want to show off in front of people. You got a lot, but that goes on every day out there. Right. And I'm gonna say this: I would never. Never for any reason in the world go back behind them doors. Mm. But I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'm not gonna let nobody nothing to me. Nothing. Right. If I can avoid it, I'm gonna walk away, but I'm not gonna let you just push up on me for no reason. And you got some uh, you know, uh brothers out there be trying that thing, they're all gangsta and that, but yeah, guys out there ain't gonna have it. You ain't just pushing up on nobody. Ain't nobody tolerating that nonsense. Right. He you know struggles with the simplest things now, man. I, like I, I like when I we hang out, mm -hmm. I do every nothing nothing against Max. I Girl, do everything for say. him, man. Like like at the hotel, like I do the the numbers. He can't even do that, like because he was locked up for so long. Right. From 1980 to to today's world, nah, you know, so that's so, a big, oh that's a man, big difference. yeah, big difference. Yeah, and he's still struggling with that. Wow. Yeah. Things become overwhelming sometimes. I'm out yeah. there. I got like all these things going on. I might have some fire trucks, I'm hearing this, everything, there's a lot of things going on at one time. That's mm. a little too much for me sometimes. That's why I say, like, and then you got people come to you, man, like, nonsense sometimes. That's why you have zero tolerance for nonsense. I don't have zero tolerance for nonsense. And like I said, it's nothing tough about me, bro. Right. I'll do anything I can do for somebody. But you got some guys out there think they're really pushing them. Nigga, you ain't pushing them. You're just getting a pass right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, so what was your first day in jail like? Yeah. First day, man, that's difficult to explain. I know it's difficult. It's kind of like difficult to explain. Like my first day in there, man. You nervous? Wow. Yeah, I was nervous even after the first day, several days after that. The reason you're nervous, brother, because you never know that day you might have to wake up that morning, what's going on in that next man's mind. Right. Or he got to worry about what's going on in yours, and he might have some sucker trying to push up on you in there. Because it's something he want that he ain't got that his family ain't born or he hating it because it's something you got or because a visitor coming through or a girl you might have that he liked coming through the door, his and ran off. You never know what you might be subject to doing and you're not going to let nobody just chump you in there. Right. And guys always talk about how tough they were in there. I'm going to tell you this. There was nothing tough about me. I wouldn't let you do nothing to me. I ain't got to be tough not to let you do nothing to me in there. And the ones few that do them way in there, you ain't just doing nothing to me and just walking away about it and going to talk about it. But you got a lot of guys that play that role, get home, sell that dream and story to their kids, their brothers, their family. You know, I was running, I was running, man, nigga watching my clues run away and all that. You know I do it, dude, you know. Mm. Nah, they weren't like that. You know, they no, for real, they do all that, bro. No, seriously, they really do all that. I believe it. And you got guys in there that ain't gonna have you got the most quietest guys in there. Yeah, all right. Bad at them. Look at them the wrong way. You done. The most quiet guys. They ain't the guys with all, all the time. It's the ones that you don't hear nothing from. You know? And, and it's like that in there. I hate to say it, but it's, it's, that's the truth, though. What was your worst day in prison, though? My worst day. It's hard to kind of describe my All of them was my worst day. Again, and the reason I'm saying that, I never know when at one point. I'm going to give you an example of when I was come on my way home after I served all this time in the Dude out in the yard was like, yo, you and your girl can blah, blah, blah my... I was like, what? He said, you know, you and your girl can do that. 
I didn't made it. Man, look, bro, I had served 33 years in a couple weeks, man. And I was a couple more weeks, I was looking at that door. I lost it at that moment. I tried to take his head off right there. They knew I was, they knew what happened. They knew I did it. But they know that that dude had to do something to me in order for me to do that. And, and they stood up for me and said, I dropped the bucket of ice. The bucket of ice slipped. That's what my hand was damaged the way it was. It's not the way it was. He invited me to something that he, he didn't want to invite me to. Right. He invited you to I, what? He said, he said. Suck his, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I just couldn't settle with that. I just lost all listening for no reason. And when I didn't treat you like that. But you got guys when you're on the way home. They try to get you, yeah. They will jam you and do anything to you. And I just couldn't believe he did that. Then so, you know, I did what I did. And then he, come on, come on, let's get a fair one now. Yeah, nigga, you got a mouthful of razor blades. Your mouth's bleeding. Your head's all swelled up now. Yeah, he want a fair one now. You know? So, so let me ask you a question. Um, how did the lifers... Program come together. How did the Lifers Group Life's, come together? Well, Lifers Group program was actually there. I, I went to Rollway in nineteen eighty five. I think. Okay. Life is it was called the Juvenile Awareness Program. Um, you know, uh, it wasn't even that. Then they had done a Scare Straight program. With Scare Straight comes from the actually Hollywood, a gentleman by the name of Arnold Shapiro documented it as Scare Straight. So that's where the name Scare Straight, but it was Juvenile Awareness Program to make these kids aware of the possibilities of what was facing them ahead of it. If they kept going in a bad direction. Yes, and, and, and what did that was that uh, the administration had been bringing in kids, high school awareness forum, college awareness programs, and then some of the brothers in the program at the same time experiencing problems with their own children and everything, came up with the concept, wow, man, look, we having problems with this and that and that. So they propositioned it and, you know, wrote up some proposals and with some of the local chiefs, police in different areas and different things and then got together and discussed it. And uh, that's how that came about. And the Lifers Group, you know, as far as uh, the music aspects, the hip-hop part came as a result of Maxwell Melvin, as a result of myself. Mm -hmm. Because I was in the rap and... I'm not going to say the program was fading out, but you, you try to, you know, you come in with things, you're always trying to take things to another level and a new level. And I found, and from watching videos and stuff, that the kids were listening to what the rappers were saying. They was listening to the hair. They was wearing the hairstyles, the clothing styles and everything. So I said, shit, we might have something here. If I'm, you know, we kick some rhymes and stuff, and they might want to listen to what we got to say. They follow everything everybody else saying right now. So that's where the concept of that came of the, the hip-hop group, the Lifers group, was a concept, mm -hmm. an idea that I thought of. I took it to the membership. Not of them wasn't necessary with it. Some of the older guys that had been there at first wasn't with it. And they kind of, like, grew with it, and they, you know, started to mellow in, and they started to see it. And some of them actually became involved with it, participating in the... The filming of it, uh, uh, as far as talking to the kids on stage and stuff, you know, so it, it, that's how that kind of worked then. The the life is group, hip hop group, uh, the music uh, aspect of it, and you know, like the more it caught on and you know everything and the, the positive responses and everything that came in from it, man, I was feeling good. Like what? Oh, so it was, you know. And like I said, I wanted to do something in honor of my friend. This and that. 
And that was the perfect outlet for me to do it. You know, and like administration had nothing to do with that group. You had to be elected in there. They can't just take you, I want X, Y, Z in there. The membership had to vote you in. And like I said, um, you know, I had been dealing with Red Alert Productions and all of them. And uh, I met, a, you know, a gentleman by the name of David Funkenklein, white gentleman out of Colorado who'd been traveling around the country. He was a photographer in the hip-hop. He worked with Red Alert Productions and everybody in New York. And uh, he said, Maxwell, I'm going out to be the president of Hollywood Basics. I want you to hit me up out there. I said, oh, I'm definitely going to hit you up, Funk. You know, and then we started exchanging tapes and different music. He started sending me beats in. And I went to some of the young brothers in the population that weren't a part of the Lifers group. Yo, if you would have, you know, if you had a message to give some of the young brothers out there and you were able to define rap music for me, what would you say to them? So that's how the concept of the rap music came about. You know, and we went from there, point A, and it, it turned into really be something. And I was, uh, you know, I was very um, satisfied with some of what it had done and the people that, it, some of the kids that it had reached, because it had really reached some. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I had to keep it within some guidelines because, you know, some of the brothers had their own views of what they thought they could say and wanted to say, but there wasn't that type of party right there. Right. And uh, I wanted to go a different route, and you know, I kind of like sit there and to give some guidance and different things. And uh, at all costs, I would jeopardize whatever I had to jeopardize. I wasn't gonna let nobody mess that up. And I had brothers come at me all types of ways, trying to press up. They gonna be a part of it, nigga. I bet you won't do this and that. You ain't getting down on this and that. It all came at me, brother. I children. I could have had my life lost as a result of this. But I was willing to sacrifice whatever it was the sacrifice that had is done. Wow. So hold on, first of all, turn the mic towards your, your mouth. You have to lift it up. Just you got to turn it. Turn it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, but when I say turn it right, so the mic got to be like this in front of you. So it's bent like that. And so, so how's it now? Flip it like that. Yeah, you got it. Then you need to close. Yeah, you can just keep. Then need to flip it a little more. Flip. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> that's just when when you talking. If you talking like this, yeah. It's in front of you. All right. It All gotta right. be in front of you, right? You gotta talk in front. Absolutely, of you. absolutely. Right. I'm gonna say this to you, too, Flip. I might every now and then. Sometimes when we talking, it might seem like it. I get a little emotional sometimes up here, bro. That's fine. Reflecting back on some of the things and what I went through to do what I had to do. Understood. Nothing against anybody in here, bro. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. You know, I'm saying I, I do something, and that's something that I had to identify and recognize. I understand. Because I even find myself, nigga, you feeling all this like nothing up there. <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. He got it, he got it, he got it. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. Yo, talk to us about how. Oh, wait, wait, my fault, G. Mm -hmm. Hold that thought. So, the Scare Straight Pro, he said the Scare Straight Program was a program that he felt that was going out of. You know, it wasn't it was really jumping. Away. Away. Yeah, yeah. So you brought it, kind of, you brought it back, and you brought the rap into it. Yes. By bringing the rap into it, how did the the TV and everybody get involved into these things? And how did that come up? Where you guys were nominated for a Grammy? Wow, man, that's like flip. Uh, that might take some now next year. No, but flip. How she actually happened there, flip? Uh, no, what happened there, bro? Flip. Um, everybody, you know, a lot of people thought it was very unique. And where did you come up with the concept? When something just thought out overnight. As I said, I'm thinking about an individual life I had taken. What could I do in honor of him? So that was part of it. It was several parts of it. And TV and everybody came into it because 
they thought there was it was unique and you know and you know the way people were responding to it is why a lot of people came involved with it and different um, outlets wanted to come in and they wanted to know you know who was responsible for that mm-hmm. you know and so a lot of people started coming in from not just New Jersey from around the world I had uh, from Japanese every from every country around the world they came in to interview and to understand like rap music, you know, they came in from around the world. And so, but you learned, but but you were you into rap before you went to prison? Yeah, I was into rap. You know, I was into some of the older rap, even from going back to the Fatback Band when they used to play it at the carnivals. They was like some of the first one, the Fatback Band. You know, I mean, they were the first ones. You know, and yeah, I was into it. That's that's another thing I said. Like I was into it, but. Like I said, I saw that the kids was really into it, them hairstyles. So they were identically doing everything. They saw some of the rappers, whether it was Carol twisting up or doing whatever. I said, we might be able to try this. And so, you know, like I said, we went there. I did a couple of interviews with Much TV of Canada, which is the MTV of Canada. Mm-hmm. I had done interviews with Japanese TV. I even done documentaries on my life. I did interviews with... Like I say, from around the world, I had did different. Um, we did different stories about what that project was about, and you know, my man and uh, Ralph McDaniel's from Video Music Box was was one of the first to come in mm. and spread our story. Uncle Ralph, what up? Uncle Ralph, until this day, me and Ralph, Uncle Ralph, I still deal with him. I go into the, he, you know, he's the commentating all that over at the Queens Bridge Library. I go over there, we do subjects on based on criminal justice and prison reform and all that till this day. So we develop a relationship that we still got 40 years later. Wow. 40 so, years. That's my guy right there. I know G got to say something, but, but I'm confused. So they, they let you guys shoot a video and stuff. Like how, how, was, how did the warden sanction that? Well, it was sanctioned because, well, we had a history of TVs come, TV coming in already doing various other things. And TV was coming in, and you know things were pretty much kept in order. Do you really think I was going look something at this nature? We were going loud as a group, you know. Like I said, I wasn't, I ain't tough nothing. That don't get me wrong. But do you think we was going to let somebody else just come in and jeopardize all we had worked for to just come in and mess our program up, disrespecting people, trying to slap little young white girls on the ass, and different? And we weren't going to let that happen. It was a bigger picture that we were really in the business of saving lives. So that helped us to get that project off the ground, our history and other work that we had done in different TV interviews and people coming into the prison, juvenile awareness sessions is what helped that get off, get it off the ground flip. Mm. Did you guys get all, all of the recorded equipment and stuff before the TV press and all that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I seen the video you had like, you know, mixing board there, you had instruments all that, you know what I'm saying? The mixing boards, <laughs> yeah, the mixing boards and different things, G were brought in from Solid Productions, which were from Denmark. They were uh, British, uh, uh, Sweden from Denmark, Phase 5 and Solid Productions, who helped record the first album. Also, a uh, brother by the name of uh, Hellraiser out of Detroit, Michigan, who had a song called Hip Hop, if you look back, called Hip Hop Hall of Fame was rapping of Scooty D, Cool Mo D. He he came in and like kind of, you know, uh, you know, like uh, coasted guys and different things. Mm. And so, you know, and like I said, equipment and different things were brought into the prison, the studio, you know, those things were brought inside. 
in the vision hall. See like that right there? It was the vision hall booth just like this. Just like that. And it was behind there. That turned into a recording studio behind there. The window right there. Just like that is right here. That's how the vision hall booth where the lieutenant would stand in and watch the vision hall to make sure guys wouldn't, you know, doing a little bit all Kelly, a little bump and grind. You know, he's standing in the window right there. You know, so Lieutenant used to be hiding in the window right there, you know, because, you know, they felt that people come in, you know, women come in, just, you know, cross their leg like that or something like that. And, you know, they felt the brothers just, you know, you know, pull their little beach chair all up on them, you know, and, you know, from there. You know, those that were there know, you know, you know. I ain't got to sit here, you know. I, I, I got no reason to sit here and lie, you know. Yeah. You know, like I said, I did three three in there. I got no reason to lie, but it's nothing. I don't. I have nothing to gain by lying to y'all here, bro. I got no problem with self exposure. What was it is what it is, brother Flip. You know. How did you guys be nominated for a Grammy? I think you gonna have to ask to ask the five thousand members of the uh, national uh, organization of the Grammy and uh, uh, what's the name, but. Having a little understanding of what, what the group consists of. They have 5,000 members and how they submit their ballot sheets and what they think and whatever, whatever, yeah. is how that goes. But to really give you an idea of it, and, um, you know, uh, I think there's an interchange between it. In my personal opinion, uh, uh, Queen Flip, you, who, who, who you with? Rap a lot records, uh, uh, Johnny, what's the label you are? You with, uh, you with Def Jam, right? Yeah. All right, well, I think you give me Shania Twain and uh, you, you oh, rap a lot. Hold up, you rap a lot. You, uh, we gonna give you the ghetto boys and uh, in this area in that category. And uh, Jimmy Bean over there, flip a lot. You give me this. No, but the members had to vote. Right, right. The members had to vote, and they, that's how they came up. That's how they, no, that's how they came about because. I'm saying, but he, but he, he actually. I, 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 be, I became because... a member of the. No, I, I was a member of the Grammy board myself. That's how I know. Oh wow. You know, I, that's how, that's how I know how the Grammy board and. And and, and and what happened was, hold on, Jenny, oh, yeah, Madonna, yeah, hold Madonna, on. Madonna, yes. Peter Gabriel, Sinead O'Connor, and Billy Joel, all this was submitted, you know, before the Grammy board, right? And uh, Madonna's blind, blind ambition tour was the one that won. And, and, and my thing, as a result of the responses that I got from 2020 in all the personal letters that I received, is that I believe the the lifers group was placed in the wrong category from information I received. Not what anybody thought. I had first-hand knowledge. Remember, I was receiving it. And that's what they thought. But go ahead. He's the host. But go ahead, Johnny. What you were saying? Real quick. Just for, like, the, the listeners and all that. If you want to, like, uh, the, the whole Grammy thing, just uh, go on um, YouTube and just put Maxwell Melvin's with Barbara Walters. And right there is like a seven-minute clip, and it just gives you basically, you know, Synopsis. a lot of it for you. Mm. A lot of your questions. Just like this. Now, it doesn't sum up everything, obviously. Yeah. But like, we, we, uh, Johnny, Johnny, hold on, Johnny, Johnny. We're going to ask questions. It don't matter if you get the answer. Yeah, no, 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 he's no. going to answer them. That's We're going to ask him whatever. We're going to ask Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to ask. Yeah, yeah absolutely, answer. absolutely. But, but this, 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 to me, to me, this, this, like when people ask me about Maxwell, like, like, I tell them just watch that just to get an idea. Gotcha. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. I gotcha. mean, we yeah. understand, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny Five is alive, man. Yeah, my Johnny Five is alive. It's hard for me to explain. I yeah. can't explain it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I was speaking to my team, and then they said yeah. that um, 
Something about Madonna took your song or a song you wrote that Madonna. That was a song, uh, Burning Up For Your Love, that I had uh, originally written back in the early 80s that a lot of people have no clue about. You know, I don't know if you all heard that when our first hits. That's when I first start, got, got into songwriting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her song, Burning Up, Burning Up For Your Love, Will You Like To See Me Down On My Knees, Bending Up Back Over For Please. I wrote that song for a company called Five Star Music Publishing, which was in Ebony Magazine back in the day. When you want an evaluation of how your songs are, this and that and that, and uh, about a, a month later, I wrote them again. I received something. This company don't exist. How the hell did I get a, a pink envelope back? We ain't here no more, this and that. And then I hear this on the radio. I have no proof to show it. You know what I'm saying? A flip. Right. So I don't bring it out a lot and talk about it. But me and Madonna, it seemed like for some reason, something, we, we done had a few contacts. Look, look, we, we competed each other in there, right? That song, only just that, I'm on Dodge Jim Crow Records, right? First prison label in the world, currently in nonprofit prisons. Madonna, all of a sudden, donates so many masses after me and Dodge Jim Crow had already the first record label to start. Had sent 20,000 something masses in the prison, her and Kanye, all of them got into something we had already did. So I was just saying, like, me and Madonna, for some reason, has always had these little bumps. Whether unintentional, but I'm just saying to me. So you write this song, it's a hit, but you yeah. don't go after anything. I had no clue about really the music industry at that time, Flip. Later, when I reflect back, I still didn't go after it. I had no clue about. And I said I was a beginner. You have no proof. This in my right? earlier days. I couldn't prove it. No proof. You I went that. to Five Star Music Company Publishing, which some people researched it, and that wasn't such company at that time. Five Star Music Publishing. They were a published company, and they searched stuff for those uh, uh, labels and things. Yes. And you know, man, dude was just talking about it. He said, "Nah." I said, "Man, nobody believes that shit, man." I said, "I ain't got. I can't prove it." You know. And I wasn't, it wasn't no big thing. I wasn't worrying about it. You know, I did what I did. I wasn't worrying about it. I'm just being well, He wasn't up. worried about it. It's nothing to you. Well, it's not. it would have been a lot of things to me, but no, what I had no proof. That's what, yeah. And that means a lot. Proof means a lot of things up there. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. When I say that, you know, proof. I like to show, what was that, the four top somebody and smile. Show and tell is just a game we play. When I just want to say I love you. Oh. But it's like about that show and tell thing, Jesus, man. You want to, yeah. Song. G-stop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's go, Max. Oh, yeah, I'm trying, but flip, you know, they say flip the script. Flip and flip it on you in a minute. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just saying. No, nah, no, Flip. I told you, hey, yo, Flip, you all right with me. You all right by me, Flip. Yeah, yeah, you, you you to do. So, so, oh, yeah, there is, there is one. This one was supposed to been gone back in, uh, it's supposed to been gone, Flip, back in 1984. It's supposed not to have been there no more. Mm. This was 84, 85. It was supposed to have been gone. Whoa, it was man. in a Back Avenue magazine. It had a pink envelope when I sent it in. Where am I going to get the back? Well, we're not here no more. Well, how the hell are you going to answer this letter and send me a letter? We ain't here no more. That was the second letter I got from him. <laughs> <laughs> ghost. Wait, so you sent the more than one song, though? No, I sent that. I was just starting at that time. So you sent as far that, song. that one song you sent them? Yeah, for an evaluation. Okay. But I was just starting. Right. And it was just this little groove I had. I'm in a cell, you know, 
stressing and everything and listening to club music and stuff. And I just do. Then one day I hear on ho, 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 ho. I know this from somewhere. No, no. I said, no, I know this right here. I said, you know what? I ain't going to say nothing to my, no, they ain't going to believe. I ain't going to say nothing to my sister. No, I ain't going to say nothing. And I didn't for a lot of years. I didn't say nothing. I said, man, fuck, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, man. They can believe it or they want to believe. I know what I did. I ain't got a reason to lie about that Have shit. Have you spoke to her ever? No. Never geez. spoke to her. Never spoke don't to her. Don't let him. Don't let him. Never attempted to. Let him. No, I don't know. They might. I just. I I never attempted. It's not like it's not possible. I'm going to tell you one thing I learned in this world. Anything is possible in this world. That's right. Anything. When I say anything in this you world see, is possible. You push your buttons, G. No, it's not. No, no. But I learned. No, Flip. Anything is possible in this world, Flip. I learned that from the internet. No, I no, I learned that, bro. Anything is possible in this world, bro. Just like, look, when I told my we was gonna do that record, and all the niggas, this nigga walking around, whacked out, he gonna do a record, and it's crazy ass nigga, sit down somewhere. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. They ain't know what was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. They didn't see the letters from the Walt Disney Company that went to the administrator. I did. So niggas, things, nigga, yeah, nigga, whack the fuck. I don't know what he's smoking. You know, they was walking, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. When it started happening, though, it was all on it. Yo, Mac. When you do this, when it's happening, and that, that, it was all over, bro. Trust me. No, I'm serious. And I understand it, but I'm just saying, and I learned, though, from that stage of my life, anything in the world is possible. Whether it's to healing somebody, them getting rid of a sickness or anything, or helping somebody, anything is possible in this world is what I learned. Just as a human being, I'm saying. So, do you want to talk to Madonna or no? I mean, what are you going to talk about? I don't know. I wonder if you, if you want to talk to her. I mean, I, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if she want to throw me a couple of meals or something, uh, we can talk about it. No, but I, I, I no, I, no, but really, Madonna. Tell us in that bag over. Tell us in that bag over, right? No, I wouldn't mind. No, I wouldn't mind. I, I don't know exactly what I would say to her. It's not that I, what would I really say to her? I don't know what I would really say to her if I was to talk to her. Do you think she I don't think up? she did anything, uh, Directly to me. No, of course, of course. She just no, got the record from the company. From the publishing company, the publishing because company. the public company did that. And, you know, they did it. They just did it on their own. But even that, like, what am I going to say to you? Bitch, that's what you, yeah, that's what you, yeah. You got, no, what, that's what I'm supposed to, no, what am I going to say to her? <laughs> no, nah, I get you, I get you. No, but honestly, what could I say to her? What, what could I say? What am I going to say to her? Nah, no, I, I, you know, I, I you. it's nothing that I really, the only thing that I got to say to anybody out there, Bill, just, yo, know, everybody keep it real with everybody. And you got, tell you one thing you got in this industry out there that I learned. A lot of fake people. You remember, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Damon Dash, we used the culture vultures. Damon Dash. Mm-hmm. There are really some culture vultures out there. You know, I wrote a poem. Well, it's not a poem about heroin. Right? Guess who was on the cover of the magazine the time that I wrote it? I don't know what he was doing with whatever, and I still don't know what, what the brother left from. DMX, right? They said he whatever, whatever. Whatever DMX, he did. I have nothing to do with that, right? But I do know that right now, if you were to see the people that are praising DMX, whether from whatever communities, religious communities and everything, and the new doors that he's opened by the word of what he preached, a lot of them never know he, he what existed in him, they never even had a clue. But you should hear them. For example, his own mom. Yeah. He had no clue what DMX talked about. Oh, they thought rappers mumbled this and that until they heard him and what he said. Nobody would never had a clue. But I had wrote something about, this was in um, 19, was it 19, early 90? It was a poem called Hair Ride. 
And when I tell you this, bro, I ain't just talking. Where my bag at? So he said, where's dogs at? I'm asking, where my bag at? <laughs> no, I got a bag up here, but I wrote a poem called about Heron. The poem was in the bag? If I, I don't know if I brought my bag up here. No, no. I didn't bring, bring none bag. of the bags no, up here. I ain't seen no, no bag. No. Well, I got it there. It's, it's in there. You know there. some of the top of the head, though, probably, right? Well, the whole thing verbatim, bro, is long. Yeah, yeah. Well, I might, but I wrote a poem, right? But, I, you know, I got it over there. I got it in the hotel room, bro. <laughs> Yo, I tell you what. Matter of fact, I might, if I take sit out here long enough, I got it right here on his phone. But, And I'm looking back at it, and he's on the cover. It's called The Av Magazine, mm. a magazine called The Av. And I wrote this thing about poem, poem about heroin. And the thing about heroin at the time, it was the drug and the, the drug talking to you about what it does. For example, like I said, I will sneak into your country disguised as powder food spice, right? I will come through, maybe smuggle in 100-pound bags of rice. I will probably be in a shipment of frozen box of ice. Mm. I don't worry about the customer or the vice because I give them what they want and pay their price. Mm. I will, you know? Mm. Now, I got a full thing. I wish I would have bought it. I thought I bought it because it. It. the thing was, no, Stop, it, it's going to be out. No, but the thing... But no, but no, but the thing uh, is, right? The reason the importance of that is, right? I'm thinking about a flip is because I'm just writing about it at that time, and it, it, it's just, you know, <laughs> no, it's just that, you know, of everything that's going on, and I just think that X have woken a lot of people up. Like they said, a lot of people ain't even listening to DMX when they they right. might not have, but now, and the people from the different walks of life, that brother was deep, man, mm. and like they say, God. You ain't got to be no clean, this and that, driving around in no uh, Bentley or whatever, yeah, right. taking all the church money to preach the word. Yeah. The brother had a message in there, man. He had, that brother, with DMX, was, he was a whole lot more, man, than what we saw that meets the eye, man. And the people that's talking about it is people that wouldn't even normally talk about rap music or somebody of his caliber. Let me ask you one last question. Um, the, uh, what happened to the Lifers group? Why, why did it, when did it start to... To, to deteriorate. Uh, uh, Life is group. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Life is group started. Uh, I got shipped out of Rollway Prison uh, in '93. It, it started. Be, huh? No, there wasn't no riot. There wasn't no riot. I saw somebody riot. No, there was no riot. Uh, you can read the newspapers and newspaper articles. Uh, you know what happened, uh, uh, brother <laughs> Flip? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't a riot in '93. '93. Life is group started to die out once I was shipped out. Mm. And another thing is, bro, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Did I receive threats and different haters in that prison sometime? Yes, I did. I have no problem with saying that. Yes. Some, some members hit, tried to reach out to us and said they wanted to be up here I'm with sure. you. I'm well, sure. I, I had no problem if Johnny. I had no problem with anybody being up here. That would have been fine to be up here. You could have brought anybody up here you want. Mm. You know, anything that I say and testify to, bro, I can verify anything that I, that I say. Mm. Anything. And I have no problem. Well, you should have bought. And there have been some rappers that have wanted to testify on a lot of stations in different places. And I have, you know, notices and different things. For some reason, those stations wouldn't do it. And those stations uh, was inquiring about why. I don't know what lessons or whatever those stations have or whatever, but it would have been fine by me, bro. Yeah, no, no. I, we saw it last minute, but yeah, they said that some people were writing uh, saying that they wanted to be up here. All right, so, all right, to be up here for what? I don't know. I, I, they don't, I'm not telling the family enough story or something? My, I have no idea. You didn't tell the story yet. They just said they wanted to be up here with you. Oh, uh, all right. Well, that was the message. 
Oh, all right. That well, that, that, that could have been fine by me. Okay. That, that could have been fine. Anybody could have been up here, Flip. Respect. And I, I and just by what you said, it's not the first time I heard that, Flip. Respect. I've heard my back's been stomped on, beat on, and everything else from a lot of other stations. It's not good. Well, it's not right what they're doing. Well, for whatever reason, Flip, I'm saying it's all right, brother. And uh, like I said, anything that I say, bro, and anything, and I think the media's out there and the media know, and people know I gave my wholeheartedly towards whatever I did. And, you know, that's a bad thing. Like, again, remember I said they have a such thing as culture vultures when you have outside people to come in? Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with nothing at all. It has nothing to do with nothing. It has been around in no way to address anything. You're just trying to be as part of something you're not. And you cannot change history that you were not a part of. Mm. Now, I'm going to leave it in those words right there, bro. But you can put any other words you want, bro, and... As you, what you said right there, brother, I will come to fruitation to show you exactly what I mean, brother. Fella. Just as I came upon here tonight, and just as I showed you what happened to my niece tonight, brother. Respect. I will show you 100, what I'm speaking of. No, I know. I, I see. I see. But, you know. Um, All right. No, I understand. But I appreciate that very much, bro. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed because I didn't expect. No, nah, now you ain't going to do that. The flip. You know, I, I just didn't expect the flip. I'm just, I didn't think that it would come here, bro. Yeah, I'm, somebody, I'm yeah, yeah, somebody. Uh, no, I believe you, but I didn't think I did, I, I just I, to be honest but with you. But how they know you was coming up here? Did you I don't it? I don't know. No, bro, I don't know, bro. They got a lot of ways of knowing yeah. a lot of things, bro. See? They got a lot of ways of knowing a lot of things, mm. and you know what I'm saying. But there's no post. Look, look on my site, you know. There's no post about me coming up here or anything. I guess the time you went live with me, that's probably where. It yeah, 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 yeah. Because flip, I don't do that, and I see that you didn't do that, and I didn't do that. But my followers are people, what I try to do sometimes, if I'm going to be somewhere, I'll let them know because I like for them to come and whatever. But if that's not normally your format, I will not uh, 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 disavow whatever your format is. I, I will follow that. your lead, brother. Yeah, we found it out after, though. But I'm, I'm happy yeah. that I was able to say and, and let you know. Because we and, found out that, that they wanted to be up here. I'm like, Ooh, Yeah, Flip, I appreciate that, We bro. don't do that to guests. We got to... They got to come up here with you. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate that, and I thank you. That's like a wolves in sheep clothing. But I appreciate that, brother, and that's why I say I respect you. And another brother that I respect very much, a lot of people might not respect him, Hassan Camel. You two him. brothers dig the truth and deeply nothing, no stone unturned. Mm. Anybody wouldn't have gotten this. Yo, yo, anybody wouldn't have gotten it, bro. Nah, I, I'm telling you, when I, I say, yo, they see you doing your little, you know, little uh, Rico, uh, what's oh, that, suave dances God. and stuff, <laughs> and they think it's a joke, right? But they don't see the important aspects, bro, and the seriousness, no, of what your show does. This guy's a traitor, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. You heard, Fleck? No, yeah. no, they don't yeah. see what you do, bro. Yeah. I see what, no, I, when I say I truly see what you do, bro, it's deep what you do, bro. Mm. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. There's not many left out here. It will sell a soul for a pickle sandwich. A deep fried pickle. <laughs> I ain't gonna have those. G, chill, G. Yeah, they G. got them. Yeah. G, nah. What they got a pickle sandwich? Yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. this is my word. Yo, I'm gonna send you I'm 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 the menu, bro. They got a pickle hoagie out. I'm gonna send you the menu, bro. They got a pickle hoagie, G. I'm gonna send you the menu. They got a pickle hoagie. I ain't gonna I'm try. I'm not it. making. What this does up. hoagie mean? It's a ho- like a hoagie sandwich. They got a pickle hoagie. 
What's a hoagie? I don't know what that is. Like a sub, they call it. Like an Italian hoagie. They got oh, a pickle okay. hoagie. Okay, got so it, got it. Is this pickles in it? That's it? It's made of a pickle with the, everything that comes on a hoagie. Oh. I couldn't believe it. That's, that's not cool. <laughs> G, you got to eat that, G? That sounds crazy. We can eat this on brick yo, right now. We good, Again, man. again yo, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Flip, thank y'all for the, you know, what y'all provided for us, bro. Yeah. On top of that, and I was telling him, like, I... I don't, you know, I don't need to, you know, stroke nobody, praise nobody, but I appreciate y'all, the honesty that y'all do up here, and I, I, how y'all penetrate, dig through the stories and everything. I appreciate it. And I was telling him and anybody else, the lady in the hotel say, "Well, what you up here for?" Whatever. <laughs> I say, "What? You ain't never heard of Queen Flip?" She said, "No, I got the." What she said, Johnny? The lady at the desk at the hotel. Stupid shit, man. I said, "Well, you go on there and look on there then." <laughs> She said, Queen Flip. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm, well, I'm, man, we just up here doing an interview. That's all we hear. We don't know about Because the elevator, you got to use the car. I've never been in one with it. You go up to the floors and all that. You know, I've been down the way 33. Mm-hmm. And so she said, I said, no, ma'am, I've never used this type of elevator. Well, what are you up here for? I said, I'm doing an interview on, on Queen Flip. Well, who's that? I've never heard of that. I see you'll find out tonight. That's the hotel we send our guests. Yo, it's nice, though. It's yeah, nice yeah. up there, bro. I, I, I appreciate that. You know, that we, thing nice. He, was, nice. <laughs> he wanted to jump out the window. Our maneuver is coming so fast. <laughs> what? G, 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 no. G, I like it. I would hurt yourself, man. No, it was nice. It's nice up there, bro. And I would tell him, yeah, it was nice. How, how you like the guy Bassy? Yeah. Bassy, security guard. No, not security. <laughs> no, not the guy sitting at the desk. <laughs> no, the guy, the, the, the guy part of our team, uh, a producer yeah. of the show, ba- Bassy, Basco. Then I talked to him on the yes, phone. Yes. That wasn't the guy that brought us up here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was him, but I like him all right because he's been no, he's been he very cool. cooperative. And I didn't know that was the same guy. Yeah, people talk about him a lot, yeah. Cause no, we, I, 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 I try to know. get rid of him, but they they, they keep. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Bro? I'm gonna get rid of him and her. No, but why would you do that, bro? I just don't like people. No, he been very, bro, the brother been very helpful, bro. No, but he has, bro. No, he the brother. No, I didn't know. I didn't know that was the same guy. The brother been very helpful, man. I talked to him several times, man. <laughs> He cool, man. He's not cool. He's not cool, G. Hold on, hold on. I said just put a camera around me, around me and him, the odd couple, and we can make move. We can, we can, we can make the show. Twenty four hours, right here. Man's not bad at me. What are you looking for? You gotta hear. No, I'm joking, man. I'm just joking, man. You gotta hear some of this. The sayings, hoagie so, sandwich. Why would you do that? <laughs> he took He's that serious. Best, he wasn't playing around. Yo, Max, I'm Yo, Max, saying, what up, man. Max? Nah, I ain't getting rid of him, Max. I'm joking. He was good, though. He was nice. Yeah. He is. <laughs> he was for real? Yeah, bro. Oh, you got oh, like, the tears. I'm upset. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm getting mad, man. I'm just joking, man. Oh, Max, man. Yeah, my fault, man. Nah, that's good. Nah, nah, he's, uh, I, I play like that with everybody, man. I'm not getting rid of him, man. He, but that's 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 that was nice. He treated yeah. you nice, man. No, he took that serious, bro. Oh, he was communicating nice. with you and all that. Yeah. yeah. And the hotel was nice. Appreciate that, man. G made Max upset, man. He made tissue, man. I got what. Yeah. Nah, I'm all right. I'm all right, bro. Yeah, Max an OG, man. Mine. That's passion right there. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the love that my team has bestowed upon you that bring you to an emotional factor. Yeah. I ain't gonna get rid of Bassy, man. Damn. It's like, is it like a, what does the tears come from? It's like 
dealing with like life and people like tra- turn on people. Nah, bro, just you know, just general, you know, people just you know just take people light. They don't appreciate what people really do and stuff, man. And the man like mm-hmm. giving his all and all down there, bro. True. Just now when we was waiting for the door, standing over there, and we didn't know where it really was, and he, you know, came over there and then you know take your time. I explained, look, I just like the what's the name. And when I'm, he said, yo, just take some more, you know. You don't get that every day from people, bro. Yeah, people don't appreciate it. Put it that way. You might get it, they don't appreciate it. I appreciate. I appreciate that. That, that made me feel. You know, people defend him a lot, but that made me feel good. This one right here, you, uh, yeah, yeah, this was good. I, I seen. I, I was like, oh damn, we gotta stop playing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- th- this what, so you know, sometimes what I do is that I come up with these things and say that I'm, you know, I'm firing, you know, but I'm not. Yeah. They, no, people, I think. I think. These I think are great. These in my are, opinion, like, they, they, all positive comments. Yeah. Especially about him, you know, it's great. They said he's a great point yeah. maker. You know how I do. I can't. I, I don't have the patience. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't have a lot of patience myself sometimes, yeah. bro. To be honest with you, I'm, but my patience is like this sometimes, bro. Yeah. And I have um, zero tolerance for nonsense. Respect. You know, like people. Some of my guys want to, you know, sometimes be wanting to come challenge what? Challenge yourself. Don't challenge me, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You mm-hmm. know, don't challenge me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm, you know. And there's people out in my community know I'm out there, bro. It's nothing or whatever. You got people trying to challenge nothing. Come, if you're going to come up, come up off yourself. You don't need to come up. Man, I ain't nobody. Nigga, I'm just a Negro like you just doing what I need to do. I don't need people. You ain't got to try to come up off of me. Then they ain't building a name off of you, what you do and, and coming up. You, they don't build it off of me. I ain't got none. Respect, yeah. yeah. And, and they do it. That's messed up, yeah. They yeah. do it all the time. They don't, don't, they don't need to do that, though. But we don't go that route, you know what I'm saying? No, I know that, but I say me. they don't need to do that. Yeah. Just right. come up off yourself, bro. You'll be, you'll be, they'll be fine. They'll find, they'll find whatever it is in theyself. If they just come up, use theyself, they'll find it in theyself. Mm-hmm. No. Appreciate that. Uh, is, is, there, is there any final words you got to give? Just any people? final words, my brother. Just say, keep doing what y'all doing here, uh, Queen Flip, right, bro? Don't let nobody never change this uh, right here. Keep doing what you do the way you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing it, but don't let nobody change the way your format is, the way y'all treat people, mm-hmm. and digging, and into the realness. Keep doing what you're doing. So so real quick before I leave, <clears throat> once you got moved, the Lifers group fell apart because you Yes, it did. Yeah. I wasn't there no more. It ain't no secret. Why they moved you? Well, I got moved. There was a lot of different uh, uh, confrontations. Niggas wasn't feeling me. They wasn't feeling me. Get on board. I'm going to tell you something with the police doing there a lot. So you're going to read it right now. I'll tell you one of the biggest thing in prison you can learn. They're not saying that. Police can put a label and say, man, y'all think that nigga was gangsta as hell? That nigga, we getting our information from. Police, they do all t- it's not, I'm saying, on anybody. And other brothers in the prison will try to put a tag on you when they want to get you out the way. Mm. And when they thought, a lot of people thought it was settled in. Get that nigga out the way. This is going to keep rolling, boy. We in there now. Boom, boom, boom. He out the way. We got this going, you know. Yeah. Everybody ain't the same. That happens a lot in there, bro. Happens every day in there. I could have lost my life doing this project right here. But at all costs, I was going to do what I needed to do for this, bro. Because it was different for me to what it was to the next guy. To some, it might have just been, I'm an aspiring rapper. I would like to rap one day. To mine, no, it was to change a life one day, to save a life. You know what I'm saying? So it meant different things to different people. What it meant to me might not have meant what it meant to the next guy. 
shit was for real and at all costs, I was going to see this come through. You know, at all costs. I deal with a lot of people day to day from all around the world, Flip. All around, they call me every day. Got a little small Instagram, but I deal with people every day, bro. I'm, I'm genuine about what I do. I don't need to gain nothing, this and that and that. Got a family out there that love me. I lost the majority of my family while I was in prison. Out of 15 members, it's only 10, it's what, three of us left out of 15. You know, the very thing I fought for all the years to come home to is gone. But that didn't stop me from fighting to come home. You know, and that's why I say, who wasn't here, Hassan Campbell, I respect you two brothers and his brothers. I think I have a zillion dollars. I wouldn't give a fuck. To they keep it like y'all keep it. They can have all the money they want. I wouldn't do it. Wouldn't go that way. What made them not give you parole after 25 years? <laughs> well, the likelihood of them giving parole to any lifer after 25 years, they're not going to do it. The likelihood that for a first time up, there are some that they will. But the likelihood of them giving you for your first eligibility is not going to happen now, bro. They're going to give you a hit for the likelihood, just for the possibility, you may commit another one. But the burden is on them to prove. And uh, I had a team of lawyers, though. I fought the majority of mine, but I also had a team of lawyers. I also denied my parole the first time they brought it around. If you look, you can read it. It's right online. The reason I denied it was... I had some additional programming that I needed to do, I wanted to do. And I said, I'm not ready. I'll wait the other six months. So it's not like they was going to give it to me. So accept it. Just make that a part of the case. Huh. Submitted to the court. The court was in agreement. The parole board don't feel that I appropriately answered her question. What was the underlying cause? What was the cause of your underlying behavior? Uh, I had no respect for the system. I was reckless irresponsible and all those things. That wasn't good enough for the chairman of the board who was a black woman by the name of Dorothy Watson. I'm not satisfied with that. <laughs> the court said I answered appropriately and no other way I could have answered that question for her. And that's how they hit majority of guys. But I answered it. I ain't, who are you? Well, I ain't gonna answer no different from you than nobody. That, that was my attitude at the time. I'm very and deeply sorry and regretful for everything that I do to that victim, not only that victim, to the community, the family, and everybody. I'm deeply sorry. And what I can show y'all is I'm holding myself accountable. When you hold yourself accountable, you don't just accept responsibility, accountability, responsibility. You have to accept accountability. Accountability means flip. I will never go out there and do that to any other person in that community again. That's what that means. So I answered appropriately. So that's why they gave me the hit. Where did you go when you came home? I know. <laughs> I went. I came home to New Jersey uh, with my family, and uh, I went to a halfway house first in uh, Kenta House in uh, Bristol. That's where I went for six months, adjustment period. And then after I went through there, I was with my uh, I was with my sister for six months. And then I was in North Jersey. In May, I lived in Maplewood, uh, New Jersey, for a while. And then, you know, my pop had cancer and everything. You know, I, I left him up there. I came down to take care of my father since he took care of me for 33 years. I wanted to be there and look after him for a change. 
So I came down to Camden, New Jersey, and I took care of my father for the last four years of his life. And that was an honor being able to take care of this man for the last four years. That's where I came. And after that, I stayed down in my community and tried to be an asset and not a liability to give back to the community, to offer them something in any ways that I can help them, and to continue to tell my story and share my story so that they wouldn't repeat my story, so that wouldn't happen to them. That's where I'm at. And like anybody who needs to see me, uh, flip, you know, through the streets of Camden, uh, I'm a part of the Camden reentry team. I'm a new entry opportunity specialist. Camden County, I work with uh, Meet Him at the Gates. Ain't too many programs like that. You get a chance, check it out on Tuesday nights on uh, Facebook. Brothers from uh, New Entry, uh, Meet Him at the Gates. They go to each prison when brothers are being released. They take them whatever they need, whether it's gift cards, whatever, whatever, whatever. They bring them back to the center, find out what their basic needs are, whether it's housing, clothing, whatever, family, whatever. And they work with them. And they're there. So they're not there that first day they come home by themselves with no family. Right. You got a group of people from the community that are there to offer them whatever they need and help them from that day on. Comes on every Tuesday night, about 6.30 on Facebook. It's called uh, Transformative J. Wine Glasses Up. You don't know Wine Glasses Up. You don't know that sister. She the sister that hosted DMX uh, funeral. You know but uh, they doing great things in the community. They only been out two years. They making shit happen that ain't happening I don't know how many years. Mm-hmm. They make it happen at a cost, $20 to $15 cost, what it costs the system, a couple thousand to cost for one person. And these are brothers that were released from prison in the last two years. Mm-hmm. You get a chance, check these things out, bro. Yeah, I got you. So anything else anybody talking about? Talking about the proof is in the work. Just look at the work. When you want to know something, just look at the proof in the work. You know, and anytime you want me back up here, and if you ever decide you sold show, bring me up here, and somebody wants to talk to me, brother, and you're, it's your decision, not on that, and I'll be more than willing to, bro. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. We don't like to. I, I just say, I know, I understand that, but I'm telling you, as a result of me, my being here, and what this show represents, mm-hmm. if you shall ever choose or have chosen, and you would have liked to, I'm telling you what I would have done. Respect. Understood. Is all I'm that. saying, bro. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate you keeping it real. Um, you know, we don't believe in uh, really um, blindsiding anything. Yeah. You know, it comes off like that. So we give everybody the opportunity to, you know, that's what it was. Bro, so we wasn't going to sneak anybody up here. I've done nothing to nobody. Anything you want to read about me, look at the history of Maxwell Mama. It's all documented, all over the lines. All over the lines. It's all on Instagram and not just Instagram, Facebook. And it's all over the world. Is there anything that, that, that we didn't touch on that you yes, want to Yes, they can about? look for the movie that's coming out on Maxwell Melvin's. Mm. Uh, that should be out within the next uh, few months. Really? Yes. Okay. There's also some other people that are doing one also. You know, they can give their own shout out or whatever. But, yes, a genuine <laughs> movies that uh, will be coming out. Uh, Maxwell Melvin. Well, a genuine movies that will be, when I say genuine, coming out, telling the true story of Maxwell. When I say, if you heard what I said, Maxwell Melvin. I ain't seen nobody else. Nobody I said else Maxwell Melvin. There might be some other people mentioned that just happened to be in the life of Maxwell Melvin. But I'm saying Maxwell Melvin. 
in the work that Maxwell Melvin has done. And it, 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 it's genuine, and you'll see it. And again, everything is always documented. Anything anybody want to get, they can get it. It's documented. It's not hard. I ain't got no reason to come up here and lie about nothing, bro. I've been home for a while. And, uh, How long you been home for? I've been home since 2012, bro, Queen. I've been home since 2012, bro. Like I said, I like, you know, the very things I fought for to come home, it's gone. But I didn't give up. I'm still lying because I got a community out here, bro. So nine years you've been home, nine years. Yeah, and if I can help that community not repeat the things that I've done and go through what I want to go through, I'm going to do it, bro. And if it means me gone and losing me, I just have to lose me. Because my community means that to me, bro. Thank y'all for allowing me to be up here. Do you have anything, G? No, that's it. Why don't I close my time for my man? Thank you, my sister. Thank y'all. Yo, you know what I uh, what I need to say to my brother real. What's up? If you ever get a chance, bro, check out Die Jim Co. Records. It's right here in New York. The first nonprofit currently and formerly incarcerated prisoners. Bro, when I say they got top notch artists on there that were performing with Kanye and them, it's right here in New York, bro. Check out Die Jim. It's on Facebook or uh, whatever. And Instagram, Die Jim Crow Records. Check that out. I'm the senior advisor there. Mm, I'm going to check it out. And check it out. And when I say check it out, I'm talking about if you, the humanity of it, brother, is what I'm saying. Not because it's music. Music can be done anyway. Because of what the music, people telling their own stories with their own voices and their own words. Check it out when you get a chance. Got you. All right, I'm not going to beat y'all down. But I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you, brother. Uh, thank you for. Uh, thank oh, wait, wait, wait! We gotta sign out. We gotta yeah, sign yeah. out a little bit. This is like two minutes. Uh, well, well, give us your social media. Yes. Um, uh, Melvin seven eighty two on Gmail dot com. Instagram. I mean, I mean, Instagram. <laughs> Gmail. I mean, excuse me, Melvin seven eighty two on on Instagram. All right. Maxwell Melvin's on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, on Facebook is Max Melvin's. Also. It's uh, M. Melvin's on DieJimCrow.com. Mm. They will find me. And, you know, when, when, you, when you look me up, bro, you, you, you're going to find some substance about it. You ain't going to just find no name there, a blank name. You're going to find some substance, you know, that's all. I ain't saying I'm nobody better than nobody else, but what I got. So you've been get, going through this a, a long time, where people have been trying to come for you and take your fame, right? Bro, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, but this is the thing. It's not fame. Bro, I've done this in prison. Uh, I've done this in prison for I don't know how many years. And as I said, I'm in media from around the world. I got it, bro. Document. I got it home. I got it in. Yes, bro. This been going on. People been kicking my back in, man. My back sore as hell, right? I gotta go to the doctor. Uh, Monday's matter of fact, these pain hurt me in my back. They been stomping me in the back. No, but serious, uh, flip, no. No, my back, no, really, bro, I'm really injured, bro. I got to go to doctors on Monday. When I tell you that, I, got, I, I had to go to the hospital the other day, bro. But, yes, this has been happening for a while, and I've afforded everybody an opportunity to help them in any way that I can help y'all. I'm there for you. But that ain't good enough for some people. It's not good enough, flip. <coughs> You hear me, my brother? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm there. But, I mean, it's just strange that you said that, Flip. I, you know, you said I've been going through this for a while. I'm just trying to think what put you on an impression. You know, man, you ain't talk. Man, you ain't talk, you know, before this the other day. You saying, like, I've been going through this. I'm just trying to, you know, like, 
I'm just trying to think what makes you suspect that I've been going through this for a while. Your response, your response. Oh, I, I didn't know. I just, I thought you might have, you know, you've been, you know, somebody might have been creeping or something because the way you said that, you know, you've been nah, going through this for a while. No, but it seems like you, your response in, in, indicates that you've been, you've been going through. Yes, this I have, my brother. I have, I have been going, and, and, and guess what? I've said nothing. I've sat back and said nothing. Your response was defensive. Not this one might have been defensive, but I've said I've said nothing all this time. You didn't. I didn't see anything of you saying disrespectful anything to anyone. No, but I'm saying till this time right now, and I still have not said nothing all this time until tonight, and I didn't know that that followed me here tonight. And that's why I, you know what I'm saying. Like when you say, bro, some people wanted. Yeah, somebody said, yo, I need to sit in on the show. Yeah. With the, I, mm. They need to bring me up there with us. Yeah. So yeah. my assistant sent that to me. Yeah. I said, well, who is that? I'm not yeah. bringing nobody up here. Yeah, that's yeah, not, that's, yeah. You know, if he's not bringing them, that's why I asked yeah. my team and somebody, I yeah. thought that you were bringing No, I had somebody. nobody with me, bro. This is the only guy I had with me right here. And you know what, though? If it was somebody that was really genuine and really had something to say. They would have reached out to you. They would have reached out to me and say, Max, I'd like to come up there with you, bro. Because I, oh, no, not even that. Brother Max, I'd like to have a talk with you. Could we talk? I'm unsatisfied with some of the decisions or whatever, whatever, whatever. And then I'm on the side of, uh, you think we can go up there when you talk about that, talk about that? They would have went there. You're absolutely correct, brother. They would have came up here with me. And I'm hurt by that. You know why I'm hurt by that? Because I gave nothing but my all in all to each and every one. And there are those that know that. I have been the one that has kept my mouth shut. Because I don't need to build a bunch for nobody. I'm good, bro. Max? I ain't got no, you know, none of that or nothing. I'm, I'm good, man. And they tried to attack you, send different stuff, right? I could tell you've been, I could tell, yeah, I could tell. I'm looking at you right now and tell you it was a lot. I, I had a sore spot. I didn't know that, man. I could tell. No, but you see, I was still, what's the name? I ain't yeah, still really, here. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, yeah. but not even that. I'm good, right? You see, I'm not mad or nothing, bro. You're not I said, mad, but, but you, but you, but you, you kind of. Because I was shocked. Disappointed. When you said, I was, yeah, when you said that, I, yeah, I was highly disappointed when you said that to me. I couldn't believe it. Something said for something, I just couldn't believe it, bro. But you know what, though? Huh? This might happen, bro, because I might send you some factual. I'm, Sit up, man. I know a lot. I might send you some factual things and just see what you. I might let you see you send you some factual things and let you decide. Not coming from me, be coming from maybe ten or fifteen different outlets. Why do, you think, why do you think it's like that with people where that they can't? We can't see each other shine. We have to over. You know why do people? Because was what I, I'm gonna ask you an honest I question. Answer, I'll answer, bro. Was there anybody else that you can say, "Yo, Flip, this person was uh, instrumental in the Lifers group"? That you may not talk to them now, but is there anybody else that you ever no. mentioned? No, there were a group of guys, all that were instrumental. <laughs> no, Listen to guy. me, all that were instrumental in that were included and mentioned or, and are highlighted. Anybody that was including that. It's not that. It was at points, guys, disappointed because they want Max. I don't pull nobody's wagon, bro. I did my time. If anybody wanted to do anything before I came home in 2012, they had 10 years or whatever to do that. Mm. What I'm saying? If you want to do something, don't wait till I come home and you think I'm shining. I'm not. I'm just doing what I've always done. It was there for you to do it. I'm not obligated to do it. Not that I wouldn't be willing to do it, but there's a different approach in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Don't 
stomp another brother down to come up, bro. It ain't gonna get you nowhere. No, we don't need to do that to each other. It's time. This is what we've been taught to do. It's time for that to stop. They know it. And there are brothers that I can bring up today with verifying this very thing that I'm saying to you that would not, and they say, how could they dare do that? There are people who would say that right now. Stay out of it. It's all right. You know what I tell people? Yes, you too. Yes. Stay out of it. I tell brothers, nah, it's not. Because I've done nothing nobody for that. Nobody, not a single soul, bro. I can go to bed at night and feel good in my heart. Like, really? Like, where are you gonna get this from? You are that dissatisfied? Like, what did I do to you? I done nothing to you that dissatisfied? Wow. It's deep, though, man. And it hurts. It still hurts, though, that. Wow. You hurt that much about that? Sleep. What is it they heard about though? Because you're shining. They, they, no, I'm not shining. I'm not shining, but I'm just doing I, what I'm doing. I've always done. You stated that, but what do you think that they heard? If you can take an assessment, is it jealousy? What do you think that they heard about? Uh, jealousy, and uh, I think if if anybody or if anybody is jealous, I think it's jealousy that I don't want to be a part of something. Mm. That I don't want to be a part of something that I don't need to be a part of. If you got it, you don't need me to be a part of it. I see what you're saying now, yeah. Right? And if there's an outsider that is trying to intrude on that, that has had nothing to do with any of it, but think there's a time and place after so many years that we should do a 30-year anniversary who has nothing to do with it, but just a fan, think he can come up off of it, but I won't do it, because you're not polite and you tried to pressure me and some, a couple other members. Something's wrong. You have nothing to do with this project, bro. You can't go back and change history. They call those culture vultures, Damon Dash. You've had nothing to do with this. And because we have a few of my brothers that would like to shine upon a camera now, I would have gave y'all more than that by now. This person has gave y'all nothing because he's bringing you before for a camera to shine, you would take your brother down with a sword over a camera when his brother gave his life, willing to give his life for y'all? Think about it. He's done nothing to y'all, not one thing. And there's media, there's thousands of people out there with what I'm saying right now, with validate what I'm saying right now. You have someone who wanted me to be a part of a project that I would not be a part of. And when I say to y'all, everything is documented because the people that he said it to kept it. If you go look at their things, all they talk is Maxwell. When they see me with a picture with Curtis Blow, Maxwell even had to steal the shot light here. Maxwell even had to steal the spotlight here. When you see me with Curtis Blow on them different pages at, uh, at uh, um, uh, at a uh, Cunny, a TDX speaker, it's because Curtis had his own thing and I had my own thing. Me and Curtis didn't go there together. We met up there because he was doing one and I was doing one. When you see me at Video Music Box, it's because Valfrey McDaniels brought me there. 
when you see me at Harvard, it's because Harvard brought me there. I can't make myself go to those places, can I? When you see me there, Augustino College in Chicago, it's because they brought me there. When you see me at Rutgers in Camden or Princeton University, Princeton brought me there. I didn't bring me there. What turned you off from uh, getting up with these guys? Like, uh, what turned you off? Is it because somebody is trying to infiltrate the structure that, you know, you guys put together back in prison? Is somebody trying to change the order, how things should be, or implement things that, like, what is turning you off? That is one of the things when you try, yes, that would be one of the things when a person who has had nothing to do with this project at all, ever in their life, Mm -hmm. never even been to Rawway Prison, and thinks that, yo, you know, it's been 30 years since these guys done that. If I can do a video clip of that, maybe I can be on to something. And you tell the person, no, I'm not interested in this and that and that. And then when the person sends a message to another guy, yo, you and Maxwell are pissing me off. How am I pissing you off? I've never even talked to you. What do you mean I'm pissing you off? Oh, definitely not. I'm not doing anything with you. We don't need you to guide us to that. Mm. You had nothing to do with this. Mm. How could you change history? Mm. That was history. Mm-hmm. You can't change that. Mm-mm. You had someone else that I thought might have felt that way at one time. But you know what this guy did? Created his own record label. He didn't even feel like that, but he wanted something like what we had. He went and created his own record label. His own thing. His own record label. Mm. And I'm, I work on that record label. And he created his own record label. But this other guy has probably always ma- manipulated people his all his life and gotten his way. So he feels Maxwell Melvin's not giving his way. You couldn't give me a zillion dollars, I wouldn't do nothing with you. You can give me a zillion dollars, I wouldn't do it. Oh. I wouldn't do it. Respect. I thought I'd flush it. Mm. Yeah. It's, a, it's a shame, though. But you know what hurts most? You asked me a question. Nobody ain't getting it. What hurts most is that how... The rest of them were led by this guy that they know had nothing to do with this. Mm. Not a thing. But come in to try to manipulate them. Just mm. to be on one of these. When I could have got you a million of them. Mm. Mm. Well, you know what? I, no, uh, see, uh, bro, this is deeper than what you think, bro. You, you, you brought a lot of things out here tonight, brother. I didn't need to say nothing, brother. I didn't need to say nothing to you. And it's a great thing, bro. If you were to see the emails and texts I got, you'd be surprised. Don't you say nothing. You ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to bring up nobody this and that and that and that. I wouldn't. That's That's when I tell you that. I haven't this whole time. I've just shut up and shut my mouth all this time. Until I said that. Until what you said tonight. I shut up all this time. With my own family and everybody, I shut up all this time. I'm tired now. I don't want you to be emotional. You can't let these people take you down. They're not going to take nothing down, but I'm saying I'm tired now. I let them go too far. That's all I'm saying. Let them go too far. Somebody that has nothing to do with this has not been around any part 
in any way. It's a crazy world we live in. It is, bro. It is, bro. They they try to. uh, I get where his pain coming from. It's my man right here. I'm riding with him. I'm riding with him. Seriously, I get, I get, I get, I get where the emotions coming from. You know, you know, to try to do something, you come home and you're just trying to figure it out, and people think that something is more than what it is, mm-hmm. and they try their best to infiltrate or or bring things or you know try to bestow or put things where they think things should be. Like I think you should do this or you should do that or do it like this, and this person didn't do this and that. You know, I, you know, I'm trying to find the message now, but I couldn't believe when we got the message. I said I'm not bringing nobody up here. I gotta just bring somebody. You know what I'm I can't just bring. I can't just do that. Just bring his Max didn't say, "Yo, flip this person or bring this person with me." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Max, man, don't worry about that, man. I'm like, not, bro. I haven't. I didn't open my mouth tonight, bro. Till you said what you said. I didn't yeah, say a I word. I apologize. I mean, stay no, you that. didn't say nothing wrong. I didn't say a word. I just sit here. You did. I didn't say a word, bro. So you've been going through this a lot, though, Max. Damn, this is a lot. A lot. I haven't been going through I just shut up a lot. I haven't been going through it because I don't let them dare. You ignore it. And yeah, they the know they ain't going to move me. And no, I just ignored it. Oh, you yes. Got it. Got it. I'm not the only one that's going through this. There's another that's going through it, brother. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one. There's another going through it, bro. And it's worse than I'm going through it. Mm. But I'm all right. I got me. Trust me. Well, I got ap- me. We appreciate you coming up here and expressing... Yeah, thank you, thank y'all, bro. Thank you, bro. I gave you my word and, and I made it happen. I appreciate great story. Shout out to Johnny Five. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Five was a love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate Listen, you, man. I got to deal with him every day. He's the best. He's the, He's man. Best. And I, and He's the I, best. And I definitely appreciate uh, the situation as far as like you liking the hotel and the hospitality. Man, yeah, man. I did. And you, what's your dude name? Basky. Ma- Basky. Yeah. Basky. Basky. Yeah, he's a, he's amazing. Yeah, he's alright, man. He's alright, you know. Yeah, yeah Bass, he's alright. Yeah, he's alright. He's good people, man. So we shouldn't fire him then. No, bro. Let's start that again. Let's start that again. G. Let's go. G. Side out, man. Yo, man. Dope episode. Yo, where he go? He left though. Nah, nah. He's still here. He left though. Dope episode, man. We appreciate you coming up here. Definitely. Alright, I appreciate, bro. You know, like if ever, whatever, bro. I'm there. Flip. Y'all got my number, brother. If you ever need. The detail of the what's the name and I, like I'm mean, gonna just say this whatever you might need but it ain't gotta be about me right, I know right. people and people who know people not for sure trust me bro make sure I follow the pages man at bro. DJ G Money Official at Queensfield with no a Z more. at Flip the Script Pod uh, Picky Eater season four is out right now go check it out new episode every Thursday uh, it's doing pretty good a lot of good feedback so if you haven't watched it already. Go watch that. Go watch season three. You can binge watch that in season two, season one. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to today's sponsor too, man. Number one draft pick. You see what it is? Hold on. Let me, let me get a little. You know what I'm saying? I got the whole journal today, baby. You see? Oh, hey, looking clean. I hope man. they pay you a lot of money because I don't get nothing. <laughs> I, gave, I, gave the, I gave the team the stats. I, I want money. You want, oh, you want the money? Yo, present. Here you go, right here. There you go, right there. That's, for you. That's for you, right there. G, come on, man. You want some more money? Hold on. There you go. Oh, that's two dollars, three dollars, four. That's that's what you get. Five hundred, five dollars is good enough. For you. <laughs> 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 Number one draft pick. What up, man? Appreciate y'all. Yo, it's Queens Flip, man. URLTV.tv. Um, dope episode. Uh, I appreciate everybody that's here. I can't wait for the next couple of episodes. Um, but this one, this is one I like. This episode a lot. Um, Almost at two hundred, man. 
Yeah, almost at 200. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, nah, Something special for y'all, man. Something special yeah, for y'all. Yeah, y'all stay tuned. Episode. Uh, shout out to Max. Shout out to Johnny Five. Um, you know, shout out yeah. to JR. Shout out to Bassy. Yeah. Shout out to Michelle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Ebok. You know what I mean? Bacavelli. Shout out to Smooth. Yeah, Remember, lock your doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds. If you see a man, like. <laughs> oh, no. Gee, <laughs> <Jeez>, stop. Stop. <laughs> He Honestly. said, what's going on back there? Lock your doors, oh. close your window, close your blind. <laughs> 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 he the- Lock your door, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds. If you see a man like like Melvin on your look. A man, a man like Mr. Melvin's on your lawn, let him in. He doesn't mean any harm. But don't let the others in that's trying to cause him harm. I'm from Queens. Facts. Amen, amen.